you're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the 143rd episode of the Fake Nerd Pod- Podcast, where uh, we're going to have some, uh, we're, we're parabellaming. And I, I don't know if you guys know what that meant before we saw the movie we're reviewing today, but it means preparing for war. And just like our book club, we're preparing for war, whatever it takes. Bing bong, that's a relation to Endgame and Civil War. What's up? My name's Ryan Eliopoulos. I never plan these things out. What's up? I'm joined by... Brandon T. Yeah. McClure, do you yeah. want me to say it? Yeah, you say it. Okay. And then I'm also joined by... Sparks Witty. Hell yeah. We've never done that before. I was good. off guard. Good. Changing things up. Changing the old guard. What's up, guys? It's good. What's up? How's it going? It's good. Going. Good. It's good. It's a Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday. Is, it's good. A good response to what's up? No, right? That's a wrong. That's a bad what's response. What's up? Uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's no, I can see. I hear it now. The sky. <laughs> I hear it now. How are yeah. you guys' week? How was your guys' week? It was pretty good. I I finished Mortal Kombat finally. The story mode. Nice. I've been playing the, the just the fightings as you do in a fighting game, but I didn't want to beat the story. And I did. And holy shit guys, let me tell you. Um Ronda people, Rousey is terrible. She is, but that's she's not in it very much at the end, thank God. Um people were comparing the the, for the finale of this game to Endgame for a lot of reasons. And now that I've come to it, it really is. It really is, because it's a battle against time itself, Chronicle, the, the Keeper of Time, and it's the past, present, and future versions of themselves fighting other versions of themselves in this galactic battlefield, and one of the major characters gets a huge power upgrade, not unlike Mjolnir, and it's the most incredible video game experience I've maybe had in my entire life, and I really need you guys to see it, because it changes Mortal Kombat's lore forever, and it's incredible, and it's great, and that's all I did for this week, but Mortal Kombat is so good, holy shit. This game is ringing my bells like Dude, crazy. it's it's seriously like the final chapter. It's like it's like it's like Cap saying Avengers Assemble. I'm kind of real. wondering. I'm it's kind amazing. of wondering if I should just wait to see if they do a three pack. I have them all. I just want us. I just want us to play it. What do you have them on? Uh, Xbox. Or, uh, sorry. Uh, Xbox 360 is backwards compatible, and then I have MKX and 11 for PS4. Hmm. So we, I have them all to play. I may borrow them. I just no. I want us to do a playthrough of them on the, for the channel. That's what I've been trying to do for now that it's. But it's really hard for me to get me down here. I I know. That's why we're gonna plan it because I promise you it's worth it if we do it all together as a trilogy. Okay. Yes. That's um, all. That's we'll all. Talk I did. about it off. Yeah, yeah. That's all I did. Uh, Sparks. What about you? I went back to Monterey for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, your hometown. My home. Well, no. Well, it's not really your hometown. Actually. No, it's really not. It's your yeah. hometown. My hometown. I, I went to your hometown. But you lived there for. Many I lived years. there for a while. Yes. Yeah. My hometown. It's all. It's we met there. We did. We grew up there. Yes. We met women there. The, all of that. Some debatable. of them were great. A lot of them were not. Everything debatable of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> we did not grow up. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I'm arguing it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, how's the cheese in Monterey? The oh, cheese. I hate you. I hate you. I had to do it. I love cheese. Yeah. Um, What'd you do? I uh, just saw a lot of folks. I spent time with my parents. I took my mom to Detective Pikachu. Yeah. What'd you think? Her review is it was fun. Cool, yeah. Good. It is fun. It is a good time. Um, she never disengaged, so. That's good. Yeah. For someone who knows nothing about Pokemon, that was impressive. Hey, man, those, they're real cute. I gave her like a three-minute summary on Mewtwo. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. Just to help. So there's this guy. His name's Giovanni. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I showed her the three minutes opening of the second Mewtwo movie, which recaps the first Pokemon movie. Oh, nice. But okay. from Mewtwo narrating it. No, and nice. I'm like, I think this is the best sum up. The second Mewtwo movie? Yeah. Mewtwo Strikes Back. What? Yeah, that's a movie. Brandon. Wait, when did they do this? Like, uh, like eight years or so after the first Pokemon movie. I need to watch this ASAP. There's a Pokemon movie called Mewtwo Strikes Back. That's the movie they're remaking. No, they're making Detective Pikachu. No, the 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 animated film in Japan, the CG oh. animated film, Mewtwo oh. Strikes Back. I thought you were saying that was the first Pokemon movie they were remaking. I thought so, but it's called Mewtwo Strikes Back. I thought it was just. I thought y- there was you didn't know that that. Oh existed. yeah, no, there's a movie yeah. called Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back. Uh, I Is never saw that one. Yeah, it's all right because it came out after I was kind of like in my yeah, lim- it's limbo. it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Anyway, uh, I. Absorbed a lot of other content. Mm. Uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts, obviously. That's what I do. And I had like six-hour drives both ways, so yeah. there was a lot of time for that. I got to tell you, uh, as the guy who listened to a lot of podcasts, I think you've officially now beat me. And I'm like, yeah, man, you, I'm, you I'm to a lot. A lot. Uh, I'm, I'm nearly, I'm nearly caught up on the Infinity Podcast because I, I just went through their entire catalog, and I'm almost there. Proud. Um, and I watched Jessica Jones season two over the course of like four days. You finished it? Nice. I did. I yeah. did finish it. It's good. Did you like the ending? Yeah. That, that's all. That's all you need to say because I felt <laughs> the same way. I wasn't in love with it. So like, okay, that's all I needed. To For hear. Jessica, I did. Okay. For Jessica, I don't I like did. what happened with certain characters. How they went. I out. don't like what happened with certain characters either. But for Jessica, I liked okay, it. Cool. Uh, yeah. What's next on your list? Next uh, for the Netflix shows would be Luke Cage. Luke Cage, cool. Yeah. I might, I might rewatch that with you. Yeah. Uh, I already, I already took a little bit of a step into it. Okay. Um, I, I think I got halfway into the first episode and I oh, went, okay. oh wait, the CW shows dropped this week, so I'm like, oh, I should probably watch mm. those because I'm caught up. That's smart. Uh, so I watched um, Supergirl, which is almost at its end. Had second to last episode. I haven't gotten to Arrow and Flash yet, but they ended this week, and I've heard a lot of buzz about Crisis on Infinite Earths setup. And oh, really? All that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We should mention up top. I for- we totally forgot. Ben's not here. Ben. Oh yeah, Ben's not here. Damn. Uh, if Sorry, you guys ben. couldn't. Uh, Who cares? You know <laughs> Ben's uh, Ben's doing some point. graduation stuff. Ben's watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, Ben. Without, when you listen back to this episode, without, without all three of us, because we all three watch Game of Thrones. I can't wait to see Brandon's reactions to this finale. Yeah. Man, what if I just watched the finale of Game of Thrones I with you guys and just did, <laughs> just I did the reaction? I, I, I think that would be ultimately unsatisfying for so many reasons. <laughs> right, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, oh, It's a good experiment, though. Oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll, say, this, I'll say this anecdote for our news. Okay. <clears throat> um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, I watched Stan and Ollie, Ollie with my dad. What'd you think? I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. he did, too. Um, yeah, yeah I, I picked it up on Blu-ray because I, I knew I was going to have time, and I'm like... I, I wanted to watch this with my dad, and I didn't get to see it with him at theater. So he's a big Laurel and Hardy fan. So we yeah. sat down, and we watched Stan and Ollie. And I'm glad you two liked it. I, l- I love that movie. Uh, about halfway through, he wasn't too happy with it because mm-hmm. he was like, "I didn't want to see a sad movie about them." Oh Aww. yeah. Um, but then uh, because it's not, it doesn't really end sad. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, it's a sad time in their lives, but it's not a sad movie. Yeah. I wouldn't say. Um, so overall, he was really pleased. That's good. He's a big fan of John C. Riley, <clears throat> yeah. so I always knew this was up his alley. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. It's so far, I think, my favorite movie of the year. Did it come out this year or last yeah, year? it came out this year. Huh. I mean, in some places it came out in December. Because I thought I thought but trailers I, for last year. I know, it's like wide release was January, yeah. but like... It, it, this uh, isn't me like being a semantic thing. Like, I just actually didn't know if it was released yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. year or last it year. Was, it went wide in January. Okay. Uh, yeah, Stan and Ollie was really good. Um, yeah, I'm catching up on them CW shows. Did I do anything? 
just a lot of podcasts, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with people. That's what happened. Anyone you want to sh- shout out? Any podcast you want to shout out? Uh, the Infinity Podcast is a lot of what I listen to. Mm-hmm. That's Patrick Willems. That's Patrick Willems and uh, Scott Thomas. And wow, I've listened to so many episodes. I should know her last name. Rachel Rachel Quirky Shank. That's it. It's a good name. Um, yeah, they're they're doing they they got a solid podcast. I've got I, uh, actually like uh, off them just talking about things because they talk about things all the time. I'm I pick I'm gonna pick up a comic book that one of them recommended that I probably will be a future book club. It's called Light Brigade mm-hmm. by Peter J. Tomasi. Oh, I don't know it. I you love know Peter it. J. Tomasi. I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I I think that'd be a good book club for us in the future. It's just a one book, uh, book club. Yeah, I love Tomasi. So that's probably coming down the road. Yeah, and I know we like Tomasi. So um, there was something else too, but I got a list. It's yeah. it's building. Um, well, I guess my turn. I saw three movies this week. Uh, one of them is the one we are reviewing, but I also saw The Intruder with Dennis Quaid, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a lovely African American couple. Um, I forgot. I forget both their names. Like uh, you saw it with an American. That's American what I thought he no, was no, saying no. too. No, I forgot the I forgot the two actor actors' names. One of them was in the trailer. One of the trailers that we're talking about today, uh, Stumptown. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they were both really good. It's a solid movie. I had a horrible theater experience though. Horrible Aww. theater experience. Like pe- like there was a guy in front of us, uh, who kept like rooting for Dennis Quaid. Made me very uncomfortable because Dennis Quaid like killed people. Michael yeah. Ely. Michael Ely. He's very good in it. Um, yeah, he was really good in um, Almost Human almost, yeah, I was gonna with say, Carl Urban. Yes, yeah. he was in Almost Human. Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to see that show. Um, He's a robot. Yeah, Dennis Quaid is, is Dennis Quaid's face Excuse me. doesn't smile right anymore. Uh, wow. Because, well, okay. Like, <laughs> he's had a lot of work done. Got the Quaid face. So it looks it looks a little weird when he smiles. It's like the top of his face doesn't move. Um, it's like Henry Cavill. But it, wor- it works for him in this movie because it's supposed to be creepy. So he creates a very creepy, creepy kind of smile. It, he worked in this movie really well. I, it was a fun, fun role for him. It's nice to see. Cause like he normally does like not always, but like family or friendly stuff. So it's cool to see him doing something a little. Edgier. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fun role for him. Yeah. And then um, I saw the hustle, which is the remake oh, of yeah, yeah. dirty rotten scoundrels. Ryan yeah. and I want to go see that. I just wasn't here this week. So this, this coming week we're going to go see the hustle. Did you like it? I liked it. Cool. Okay. I, I did I, like it. it it's a lot of fun. My my mom and Megan liked it too. So cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm down to see that. It's a lot of fun. Um, as I said, it's a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. Um, I'm not a big fan of the movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels uh, with Steve Martin and Michael Caine. It's it's funny, but I'm not crazy about it. I prefer the stage musical, mm. um, which was with um, John Lithgow. Wow. Um, oh. I prefer the stage musical. I really like that musical, and I thought the the this movie, while not as good as either, is still a lot of fun and holds its own. Really good. I was surprised that they kept some things and surprised they changed other things. I liked it a lot. Cool. I'll definitely um, check that out. And then the other thing we should give a shout out and kind of an announcement. Um, our friend of the show, Ken Knapsack. Yeah. Um, Collider champion, uh, resident Star Wars guru. Um, he put out a book, Why We Love Star Wars. Um, definitely should check that one out. Uh, both Sparks and I picked up a copy of that yep. book yep um and uh we are going to have him on the show i locked out a date uh for a couple of weeks from now we're going to have him on the show to talk about it target so phasers very excited no that's star trek <laughs> why would you do that <laughs> you just you just sent like millions of <laughs> evil tweets to us <laughs> if you guys didn't know how much i also like star wars I'd be impressed then if we get one yeah seriously <laughs> right? I love uh, Star Wars not nearly as much as Ken, but more than most people. Yeah, Ken, uh, Ken is a huge Star Wars fan, and you know, Star the Star Wars fandom can get a little toxic at times. Uh, mm-hmm. This is just 
this is just pure unabashed love about Star Wars. Bunch of essays that he wrote, so it's really exciting. Um, just seeing some love about Star Wars. Yeah, so I'm dude. really excited to get him on the show to talk about it Me too. in a couple of weeks. So look forward to that. That's all I got. Anyone else? Do we want to go or should we move on? Moving on up. All yeah, right. We got plenty to get through today. We do indeed. Woo woo! All right, then to get started, we got some sad news up top. Once again, a multiple death week. For celebrities. Yeah. Uh, I said time. I meant Tim Conway. Nah. Tim you Conway. You mean you wrote time Conway? I wrote, I wrote time Conway. Okay. Uh, Tim Conway died uh-huh. this week at the age of 85. Yes. Um, as Sparks informed me, he was, he was uh, I was not familiar with him, uh, but uh, listeners of the show would probably recognize him as the voice of Barnacle Boy. Yes. From SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. He was, he was really famous. He was a really famous comedian. He was... Pr- Largely well known for Carol uh, Burnett, the bits he did on the Carol Burnett show. My grandpa got his own he, he show loved, for a while. He loved Carol Burnett. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he wound up with a guest spot for a while on Thirty Rock. To my knowledge, I never watched the show, but yeah. I, I read that. So I watched the show ages ago. I don't remember. Yeah, um, but yeah, he, very famously, he was the voice of Barnacle Boy. Um, sad to hear him pass, but eighty-five is not a terrible age yeah. to go. Um, there's the and the other person we're going to mention. These are both like people who aren't in our demographic. Oh no, not like, at all. But Tim Conway and then also Doris Day, which we'll mention, they're like, they're iconic to like our grandparents I, and parents. Like they are legendary. I feel like Doris Day even so is, is referenced. Weirdly, I think both of these people are referenced either through Barnacle Boy or Doris Day through like the Golden Girls still yeah. being present in like young uh, Teen Titans Go and Gum- and Gumball on Cartoon Network have made multiple jokes. Gumball does? Really? Yes. There's that's a whole weird. episode that's basically a parody on the Golden Girls. Okay. And so like the- these things are still present even though like younger generations might not really recognize what is being shown. Uh, so yeah. So also Doris Day passed and she, she was 97. Yeah. She uh, uh, I haven't seen a lot of her movies because she is it is an older uh, filmography but she did Calamity Jane Alfred Hitchcock's A Man Who Knew Too Much uh, Pillow Talk I do know Pillow Talk uh, but she was super big and she was a uh, uh, what are they called like a, like a big time star and she did like like USO shows and she was a singer and she was so big she was so monumentally big yeah. during she the 50s was, and she 60s she was so big that there's not really a comparison these days no. to how uh, big she was because the you know we say a lot of the time now is that the movie star has been replaced with the franchise um, we don't really go to see movies for movie stars but so there's not really a comparison to be made yeah. so Doris Day was massive yes she had her actress. own show for like almost 20 years like uh, yeah yeah she uh she lived in carmel okay. uh, which is where my girlfriend megan is working right now it's over in the monterey area very nice and so when she passed away megan was telling me that like she frequented a place called cypress inn which isn't far from her work and so people were leaving flowers and going and visiting and everything because she used to eat at the restaurant at the cypress inn all the time that's it was sweet. one of her favorite places to go yeah. and unfortunately i learned through megan that uh her only surviving relative her grandson found out through social media about oh her passing. i did hear about that that's yeah. horrible yeah that's that, awful. That, that nobody had contacted him which sucks yeah, yeah. I, would, I would i would be devastated but yeah over there they're doing a lot they're doing a lot to show appreciation for her because she was very beloved in that community yeah a couple um, of legends yeah. yeah yeah all right so let's move on to some uh, industry news um, let's start with this one first. Disney has reached a deal with NBC Universal to acquire full operational control of Hulu. Now, for those Hula of you, hoop. so for those of you who don't know, Hulu was owned and operated by four major corporations: uh, Warner Brothers, um, which is now AT and T, Time Warner, um, NBC Universal, Comcast, Disney, and Fox. 
know, when 20th Century Fox, we know, was bought by Disney. Mm-hmm. They got 60%. AT&T, which I didn't realize, uh, sold their stock back to Hulu uh, to kind of help the cost of the fact that their merger was, like, debt-inducing. Like, AT&T is in serious debt after the Time Warner merger. Oh, joy. Yeah, right? Um, so they sold back. So they didn't have a stake anymore. So it was just NBC Universal with its 33 and then uh, uh, Disney with its 60. Sure. 66 or something like that. Um, so now, hey man, you're the you got you're the last holdout. What are you gonna do? Yeah, right. Get some money. So they they decided to make a deal, and a lot of people are falsely reporting this. I understand that the wording is a little is a little weird of a lot of what this deal is, but the deal is essentially that uh, NBC Universal keeps its 33 percent. Disney controls it, controls all of Hulu, controls all the content that goes on Hulu. Sure. Um, NBC Universal gets to keep its content on the service. And it's 33% for five years. That's to give them enough time to transfer, get their streaming service up up going. Um, Seems fair. Figure out what's going on. It's basically to prevent, it's a deal to prevent Disney from acquiring them forcefully. In five years, NBC will be like, we'll sell you our stock. Mm-hmm. We're guaranteed, but we're guaranteed to keep it for five years. Right. So that's, hey man, so Disney now has full control of Hulu. We know that they were always going to they were always looking for it because they wanted to expand Hulu into international markets, mm-hmm. use it to put some of their more mature content that's not going on Disney Plus. This allows them now to do just that. Right. So, yeah, that's 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 what I see at the end of the day. Like, so we have this rated R franchise and we have this PG franchise. This one's going to the Disney one. This one's going to the Hulu one. It's like it, they're just covering all their bases the best they can. Yeah. The now the the thing for me, um, obviously, I'm. I've always been against the Disney Fox merger. I'm always hoping the f- hoping for the best. Um, the thing that I didn't realize was that NBC Universal was planning to launch their own streaming service, um, which is partially why this deal came about. And so I'm kind of, you know, it, it's hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Like mm-hmm. we are coming into a place where Disney is forcing a lot of change into the industry um, that could be seen as, uh, some of it could be seen as for the worst, but we just can't tell at this time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'd hang all that on Disney. Like, the streaming service problem was happening regardless of them. But both, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's, I guess not, but the path can be made because Disney Plus happened and then Warner Media and NBC Universal decided to launch streaming services. Sure, but CBS All Access and DC Universe and those kind of things were already up and coming. Like, and, and even then, like before Disney Plus was even something that was being talked about, people were saying that eventually we're moving from premium channel packages on your dish or your cable or your whatever mm-hmm. to streaming packages. Yeah. That's where we're headed. It, it, that's just what's happening because that's the motion that everybody's bending to. Yeah. Um, that, that that was that was an, I'm just my only point being that right. this is like yes Disney is forcing some change right now in that department but this was this was happening regardless. It's really interesting to see Disney, who has gone from a you know fledgling animated, uh, family friendly franchise to almost an industry leader, someone who is actively pushing the industry to change. Yeah, um, and only in the span of a relatively short period of time. Yeah. Um, what was I just thinking, actually? Um, Guys, remember when Disney wasn't doing so well? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Marvel it was wasn't bankrupt. that long ago. Marvel was bankrupt in the 90s. Like, yeah, it, companies come and go, but Disney's smart. <laughs> They're very smart. Uh, Bob Iger, for as much as I don't really like his business practices, and I can go into it, but I won't, um, 
he has pushed Disney into a very, very profitable franchise, oh, a for profitable sure. company. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see where where this goes. Uh, so we just can't say. We just can't tell at this point. Five years, and then the entire service will just be Disney. So. Well, and Fox through Disney. Well, Fox through Disney, sure. But like whoever still Disney. wants to be on Hulu. No, to some Disney. Extent. Disney. That's not gonna. There's no gonna be third party deals. I'm hearing. Oh really? Yeah. It's all. It's just gonna be Disney. Fo- Disney properties. So who's just like Disney plus the other? Yeah, pretty much. That's weird. Disney yeah. plus M for mature. Uh, what about all of Hulu's like original productions? I guess I'll. Just it depends be on who's decided. Things. It depends on who's distributing them. So okay. like NBC Universal has a lot of original Hulu properties. Uh-huh. They will go. Mm. Um, but we don't know like. Who else? Maybe Warner Brothers still has some stuff that they'll want to keep on Hulu. Mm. We don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where, where, where this goes. Right. But, hey. Oh, well. Um, uh, Ryan, hey, this is up? kind of your wheelhouse. I have wheels. Uh, Microsoft and Sony have reached a deal for something. Yes. Um. Okay. Gosh. This was super fast. Let me see. Um, Do you want me to vamp a little bit more? Uh, do you have anything about it? Nope. Damn. Okay. Um, it's basically <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's basically that the companies cl- are coming together for cloud. Yeah, support. it's cloud gaming and support. So like each of them have very they, they specialize in, in specific things. They're basically coming together for for streaming. Yeah. Which is what Microsoft has been trying to do, which we've talked about before in the this, past. This this was very much in response to the the Google yeah, announcement. Um, I have a I have a thing right here. Um. Players could eventually be able to play nearly all games together and against friends, even if they have different game systems, says David Puslik, Vice President of Gaming and Digital Strategy and Marketing Research firm Magrid. Um, this has already begun with popular games like Fortnite, which you can play on your Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and your phone all at the same time. Yeah, this is something that gamers have been clamoring for for a long yeah. time, is the ability to play games with each other across platforms, because there's no reason why if a game is available on our platforms, you should be locked out of being able to play it's with always friends been just because they have a different console. It's always been archaic console wars nonsense. And really, the only per- people left has has been Sony, because like, they're Japanese and they're way more traditional with their ways. Right, and Microsoft ha- was already starting to be more proactive with agreeing with other folks. Yeah, and like, we've talked about like uh, Microsoft, like Xbox Live is on Switch. That's ri- that's ridiculous. So like uh, Sony's like, all right, we if you guys can help us with our streaming because you guys know what's up, well we can make a partnership. And I this is really awesome. The future of gaming just every week keeps getting cooler and more inclusive. And it's like we just want to play games. Who cares what console it is? As we as we you know talked about with the uh, Disney Hulu thing, you know we can always kind of project, see where things could go from here. A deal like this could open the door for many other deals. Many things uh, that can that can. Uh, help the the gaming industry yeah. survive and succeed. And uh, it's 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 still pretty early with like with like all the technical stuff, but like the fact that Sony and Microsoft are meeting is like it's pretty monumental. Yeah. It's it's yeah. really it's really cool. It's it's like the first step to ending the console wars. Yeah, yeah. And for, for honestly, for the most part, like the console wars hasn't existed for a while, but there are still those people. Right. You'll still see those. Oh, you got an Xbox, you X boner. I'm like, but I mean, like console on, wars in the sense of like. You can only have this game on this yeah, platform. Yeah, like Halo you is can only Xbox work on only. this, yeah. uh, you know, with this one person, and that's that's kind of coming to yes. an end. Um, and there was a time and place for that, but like, you like, just like movies. Like, if you want to see a movie, you should be able to see it where you want. Where would this leave? Could this theoretically? Just gonna throw throw this out there. Throw could it out this there, theoretically um, lead to? I'm not talking like next year. I'm talking like theoretically lead to uh, a one console gaming industry. No. Not anytime soon while there are still 
like Microsoft and Sony and like the- theoretically the answer to that's that what the is PC like, is so, th- so that's what the PC is yeah theoretically the answer is it depends on what happens with the market mm-hmm. over the next like two decades it that would decide something like that. It, it ain't going to be any day soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this a step in that direction? I, if that is a direction that will end up towards, yeah, people would look back at this and say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the only I think, way I think I think the whole more than this, the Google announcement was the one that was pushing like you could end up in the one console era, yeah. and that could happen. We could we could wind up there. Do we, this actually seems like them going against like that PC route? Like, hey, do you want to play all your console games? Well, well we're all going to team up against the PC like streaming one. I'm like, well, I, I could see that. If they want to if like if you want to play this game on Xbox or or a PS4. Yeah, like, I just wonder. Cool. I just wonder about like uh, monopolistic laws and antitrust laws and yeah. things like that. Like, what would what would that look like? I We're mean, this, is, this actually soon, isn't too dissimilar from what I was just saying is like, you know, at a certain point, the streaming services, that pool will become too abundant. It will become a burden of choice. Yeah. And when that happens, they're going to have to start teaming up on packages. That's why I was saying specifically streaming packages, just like channels have in right. the past on other things. So it'll be like, hey, you know, no, not enough people are buying Netflix individually anymore or... Uh, the Warner one individually, right? So what if we combine it in a package so you spend less to get both? I get Hulu for free with my Spotify. Right, so packages, that that kind of thing, I could see like that being a route that, that console gaming gets broken you know down what I into actually over see? time as well. I see like almost like, this is a weird comparison, but the space race, how like NASA is not going to space independent people, like a third party company going to every company saying, hey, we have the technology to make a one type of console. Will you guys join us? And Sony and Microsoft not might not do that, but like the third parties like Ubisoft and like the, that's on all the consoles, they might do something like that. And if enough studios do it, like that affects the change. Yeah. Right. yeah. But so, that's, again, that's way in the future. Yeah. yeah. Be interesting to see. The future looks... The future in- looks bright. I, I would say the future looks interesting. Yeah. I'm interested to see where, what, what uh, will happen. In, in the case of both of these things, I think the, the matter of it being... When you get too many of these things doing the same thing, Google, Amazon, Sony, and Microsoft, Walmart, or all the, Walmart's backing a Voodoo, or or all the all the streaming packages. Like at a certain point, it reaches such capacity that it's too many products out in there, and so something's got it. This is the same thing that happened on a smaller scale with Blu-ray and high def. Oh yeah, way yeah. back in the day, one of them didn't make it. Yeah, the same thing is going to happen. Some of these services are going to fall apart. They're going to have to collapse back into something else. But they're all trying to get their money right now. But eventually, down the road, not everybody's going to buy. 10 different streaming services. Not everybody's going to buy eight different consoles. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's going to fall and collapse afford. back into itself and everything's going to have to join under different umbrellas. Can barely afford three streaming services. Right. Yeah. See, that's a, that's exactly my point. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So moving on, um, Star Wars. Seems like a good place to go. Star Wars. What Star Wars do we have talked about today? Just quick things. Uh, we talked about last week how the, we know that the next Star Wars film after Rise of the Skywalker will be three years from now. Mm-hmm. They are taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Iger has has uh, talked about in the stupidest way that Bob Iger releases news. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is real dumb that he does this. It's the investor calls. Yeah. With his investor calls. He gets on the phone and he starts spewing everything out. He, oftentimes he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, but he did let <laughs> he did slip. Uh, or not slip. He he put it out there that the next Star Wars film is the David Benioff and the DB Wise uh, fil- uh, films. We know that they were working on Star Wars films for a while. They, these these are the showrunners for Game of Thrones. Uh, they will be doing the next Star Wars film. Um, he said specifically we're working on it, uh, and then he talked about why they went on hiatus. So 
That's interesting. Ryan, you are the one who said that that was the likely choice. Well, it just because, like, I look at, like, creatively where, like, Ryan, Ryan Johnson and D.B. Weiss and David Benioff and, like, Game of Thrones is done. Uh, Ryan Johnson still has a movie coming out in, like, six months. So I'm like, it's just, I think it makes more sense that they're working on it. Sure, but my, my, the only thing was, uh, it made sense to me because, you know, Ryan Johnson um, uh, has three years to work on a Star Wars film. Yeah. Um, now, Bob Iger also said that he has, that there are currently six Star Wars films in development. Um, I'm assuming three Game of Thrones guys and three Ryan Johnson. You'd think so. I would assume. Yeah. Um, our friend Ken Napsack, who was just mentioned, um, has the theory that, um, and I don't. I want to say he has insider information because I don't actually. I didn't get that deep in the conversation with him. But he, you know, he's very well connected. I just want to throw that out there with start with um everything. But uh, he has the theory that they could be working on the same film. Uh, the the Game of Thrones guys and Ryan Johnson guys are teaming up. And we, we you know, I, I understand that the current Game of Thrones isn't doing great. I have nothing to say about that. But that's kind of what I'm hearing. Um, but they did well with a guiding hand. They had a guiding hand in the first couple of years. So the perhaps, first eight years. <laughs> so perhaps like Ryan Johnson could be that guiding hand for Maybe. them. Maybe, yeah. It's very, it's very possible. And that, like, if that is the case, that would be cool. Uh, I just that doesn't seem likely to me. But like, sure. of course, Ken knows more than I do. Yeah. yeah. The more important person I hope is having a guiding hand in all of these films is Dave Filoni. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a chat off air. About yes. how we feel Dave Filoni really just understands Star Wars. At Disneyland, of all places. Yeah. If they trust Dave Filoni, things are going to go a lot smoother, at least as far as feeling like Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, dude. Interesting to see. We will know in a couple of years. Man. Um, and the Mortal Kombat film has a release date of March 5th, 2021. Wow, it's actually happening. This is the film, I don't know if you, our audience remembers, but we talked about what the potential synopsis for this film could be, and it looked terrible. Yeah, it's about like we a made-up white dude. And it's like, wow, there's only like three. Oh, yeah. There's like, I remember this now. Th- so we talked about it. Mortal Kombat is one of the most diverse casts in video games. And there's literally like two or three white people and everyone else is a diverse character. So let's make up a white dude to put as the main character in this movie instead of focusing on a diverse character. What makes sense. Your main character should always be Liu Kang. If you're going to do a Mortal Kombat, like, uh, like, yes, it should be Liu Kang. And if not, then do Kung Lao. One of the two. Shaolin Monks, baby. Uh, neither of those guys are white. Yeah, so you're right. Sorry, you're, you're really running. Oh, against. you're right. Um, Johnny Cage. Listen, there you go. I don't mind if you make a Johnny Cage, but I think the synopsis. At least he's like, a character from the games. Yeah, it's like a, his name's like, like his name's like Jack Rhodes, like the most boring white dude name. Like they're gonna yeah. get some like like uh, who's Captain Boomerang? What's his name? Oh, Jack Courtney. They're gonna get like Jai Courtney to be him. It's gonna like I hope I hope Why, I believe in it. You know, Kyle Reese and McLean's no. oldest son. No, don't bring John it up. McLean's oldest son. Stop it. Everyone remember Save the me. fifth diehard film? I need salvation from my from this diehard. Jeez. Um, yeah, right. I, I, it's, I'm really happy it's happening. Uh, I don't have faith in it. I think we're due for a, a new live-action Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Um, I hope that the synopsis that we read isn't the current synopsis they're going with. It really scares me because <laughs> we didn't talk about it that long ago. Yeah. Um, but James Wan's producing, right? Yes. So that gives me some, some hope. James Wan's getting a little close to being this, like... J.J. Abrams <laughs> thing where like the name gets slapped on yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. like quality product and I'm like it is it is it yeah. is it though he's yeah. getting there um, he's getting to that point I'm like he's he's spreading pretty thin with that name it's like the del it's like del Toro oh yeah yeah del Toro like before Oscar del yeah. Toro he would be producing a ton of stuff or he would a lot uh, of horror stuff or he would who pr- he would start stuff and just leave production because he's got too much stuff yeah. on his hands uh, James Wan is getting to the point where he's putting a lot on his plate yeah. uh, last thing on Mortal Kombat <laughs> like. If they are doing an original story, it's weird because like 
the, the story's there. Like, you don't, there's nothing to redo. That's why that 1995 Mortal Kombat's still the best video game movie, because it's simple, and it's just like, yo, it's about a bunch of people fighting. Don't complicate it. And I'm just worried they're going to, like... You know what oh. they did in the second one? They complicated it. it. It's also just, like, half the budget, half the cast is gone. <laughs> it's, that's a bad movie. Beastality uh, is in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Animality. They killed Johnny Cage in that. The they killed Johnny the Cage in the first minute of the movie. Yeah. And it's a different actor. Yeah. And, so- and Sonya <laughs> yeah. Blade is a different actress. Yeah. And Raiden's a different actor. Half the cast is not the same because they shot it way too fast and nobody wanted to come back. It's a really awful movie. It is. Isn't um, isn't Clancy Brown? Um, Shang- Shang- uh, yes, in the second one? Not Shang-Chi. Shang- uh, Raiden. <laughs> no, 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 no. Clancy Brown was the villain. Oh, no, not Clancy Brown. It's a guy who looks just like Clancy Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, all okay, right. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped caring after you said Clancy Brown's yeah, yeah. not in it. Okay. Uh, all right. So Jonathan Hickman uh, is rebooting <gasps> X-Men, <gasps> as we've heard about this before. We yes. knew this was coming. Hell yeah. Um, well, we have some news on this now. Um, we know that Powers of X and House of X are the, are the two X-Books coming in. Uh, he was talking about how he... Um, convince them to cancel it to cancel the current x-men books um and yeah. I, I have the quote um he says uh is this the quote that i want no it's not um so he's uh, so from this website i got he went on to explain how relaunching with just a new number one issue wouldn't be enough and in the spirit and this is the quote and in the spirit of what works and also what the market is used to i don't feel like just go just doing a new number one was enough uh i also didn't think that if we were serious about what we were trying to do. We should have a mixed message in the market about what an X book is. Uh, he argued. So I argued canceling the entire line, why it would work, why it was a good idea. And most importantly, why it was what we needed to do narratively to return the X-Men to their rightful prominent position in the Marvel universe. Basically he was talking about how he thought it was a good idea to reboot it because the market responds to relaunches. Every new number one does a hell of a lot better than a number fifty. Yeah. Every new number, every new miniseries does a hell of a lot better. But not just, but not just that, because the X Men have been relaunched multiple times in the last like two years mm-hmm. with new number ones. He's trying to exactly say like, yeah, this is a relaunch, but we are cutting the slate clean, so like people know this is serious. So you can jump in. You can jump in exactly, and like that is a problem because there have been there's literally X Men. I have like four new X Men number ones in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like. With Hickman coming back, like he he needs he wants it to be a message, like, hey, I'm not coming on for just number one. I am shaping the X Men for the foreseeable future. Yeah, he's what he's doing what Grant Morrison did with New X Men. He's doing what he did with Fantastic Four and the Avengers, yeah. and it's and we saw what happened with the Avengers that gets turned into the movies. So I'm just like, I have full faith, and there's a bunch more information came out and how like so much shit's gonna happen. Yeah, he says he said. Um, one, House of X is a story about a pivotal month in the history of the X-Men where everything changes for mutants on Earth. And the other, Powers of X, is a story about the history of mutants in the Marvel Universe. It works as a series of reveals and revelations where each issue of House of X that follows uh, Powers of X and vice versa makes you reinterpret the issue you had previously read. That yeah, sounds cool. That's Avengers and New Avengers to a T right there. Um, uh, the next day, some more stuff came out saying Powers of X number one will have the most important scene in X-Men history. That's pretty bold, but I believe Mr. Hickman. Uh, there's also something saying at the conclusion. Considering this is the guy who who wiped out the entire Marvel universe, yeah. I, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, at the conclusion of the 12 week House of X and Powers of X story, it will launch an entire new universe of X books. Hickman's going to be writing the ongoing flag book. Um, Wave one book titles will come out during Comic Con, but there are going to be this is an entire brand yeah, new. Yeah. So line. they said the fa- the wave two has just been mapped out, and yeah. they're going to um, start getting people creators on it for 2020 release. Um, and I fully believe that we will be seeing some old great names come back to the X-Men universe um, that have been gone. And I'm like, 
Marvel's like who's your who who would your wish list? I would like Lemire, Lemire to come back because he had a chance with uh with an X-Men book, X-Men. and it wasn't that good. Yeah, and I really think if because he was pushed in the, uh, uh, a story direction, yeah. I think if he had free reign to do what he wanted with Hickman's style, he would. I don't think Lemire it. does well with team books. With with Black not Hammer. not original like Black Hammer is his own thing. It's his own universe. X Force is the best X Force book yet that's that's ever been written. Did Lemire do an X Force book? Oh uh, yeah, buddy. I never read. Yeah. I don't know what. It's not as good as Remender's, but yeah. Um. Yeah, mostly speaking of like you know, I read Extraordinary X Men. I read Just League United. Mm-hmm. Both of those books are subpar. Compared yeah. to what's something that he's what I he's agree. known for. I agree, and I think those are both very uh, interesting points in both those uh, in Marvel and DC's career, where they asked him to tell a specific story that's not his normal thing. Mm-hmm. So I think if he could come, back, he's not coming back. I'm just saying I would want him to come back. because yeah. I think uh, I would I would like a Black Hammer style X Men book because now I think that's allowed. Yeah, that'd be cool. It wouldn't be allowed five years ago. Guys, read Black sure. Hammer. I um, have. I read. No, the, not you. The audience, read uh, Black Hammer. Hey, do it, please. Um, just like Black Hammer. So excited. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. It's man. coming out. Hell yeah! Just put it on my pull list. Um, oh, anything yeah. else you guys want to talk about? X Men. Sparks, no. you've been a little silent. Uh, no, I have nothing to say yeah. until I can read it. All right. Um, so a couple of adaptation news as far as comics. I had comics, and now I have comic adaptations. Fun stuff. Mm. Um, uh, let's start with this Magic Order. Yes. Which is the Netflix series based off the Mark Millar book. We know that Mark Millar is working on a ton of Netflix shows based off his properties. James Wan uh-huh. of the previous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I was thinking of this specifically. <laughs> yeah. But he's the, directing the moment, this one. So. The moment this came around, I went, James Wan, where are you not right now? Yeah, yeah. Right. James Wan and Lindsay Beer. Uh, Lindsay Beer is known for Sierra Burgess as a loser. Uh, will develop the series together. Um Juan will direct the premiere episode with Beer writing the premiere episode and the series. She's the showrunner for the series. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with the book, I have a synopsis, uh, if you, if you don't mind. I have the first, like, three issues, but, yeah. Uh, so the book is basically about five families of magicians sworn to protect our world, uh, must, to protect, sworn to protect our world must battle an enemy, uh, who's picking them off one by one. By day, they live among us as our neighbors, friends, and coworkers, but by night, they are the sorcerers, magicians, and wizards that protect us from the, sor- from the forces of darkness, unless the darkness gets them first. Magic Watchmen. Did you uh, like the book? You I read, read the first I, three? I bought the first three. I read the first, and I it? liked the first issue. All right. I, it, I got, yeah, it's like the magician shit. Millar is a talented writer. I can bet you it ends with a cliffhanger, though. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, so, yeah. I mean, hey, I'll check it out. I, like I mean, James. James Wan directing it, like, that definitely gives me... He's not producing it. He's directing it. And I like uh, all the... Well, I like all but one of the Millar adaptations. Wanted. I don't like oh, Wanted. yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, I wouldn't even call it an adaptation at this point. It's Kick-Ass 2. I don't yeah. like that, that movie. Neither was pretty bad. That movie's real bad. Jim yeah. Carrey has a cool dog, though. Jim Carrey's pretty good in it. Yeah. He was the good thing. You didn't like the mother effer? <laughs> Especially the joke about rape. Oh, I forgot. I don't like I can't forget. I wish I could. <laughs> I remember watching that in theaters and being like, whoa, is this real? Damn. Yeah, it did not. I blocked it from my, br- my brain. It just made me very uncomfortable right now. Well, moving on. Moving on to the Issa. <laughs> um, let's go here. Four kids walk into a bank and then do what? Finish the joke. They rob it. Finish the joke. They rob it. <laughs> it's not the joke. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Order ice cream. There's a se- there's a series of books called Four Kids Walk Into the Bank, Into a Bank, uh, written by Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, he will be writing the movie. 
that's awesome. Yeah. Just like Donny. This this is a very a very similar situation with Donny Cates and um, God Country. Like that's the book that got him really famous. And Four Kids Walk Into a Bank is is the same thing with Matthew Rosenberg. He's been writing a lot of X books and he's currently writing Punisher. Uh, they're all pretty good. Um, pretty good. Uh, I'm still excited because this is a really fun book. It's literally about two kids robbing a bank because like one of their dads is the next con. Like it's it's a, it's a super fun story. The series the series is a Black Mask uh, book. Uh, Black Mass is a very, very indie publisher. Um, you got a lot of good stuff right now. Yeah, I, I hear. I'm not reading any of their stuff, which is unfortunate. Um, I don't know who. I couldn't find out who's doing the 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 movie. What production studio? Is uh, it could. On. I don't know. Um, it could just be writing the script. <laughs> well, he, no, he was tapped to write it. Oh, okay. So like he was asked to write it by a studio, but I couldn't figure out. I couldn't find the studio. Uh, who asked them? So interesting. Uh, you brought up Donny Cates while we were talking about that, and Donny Cates got engaged. He sure did. Our Lord and Savior good, got engaged. Good yeah. for Donny Cates. Uh, I think Cult of Cates. He had to buy one of those shirts, the Advocates shirts. <clears throat> um, the there, oh, I forget. He has a whole yeah, merchandise he's got a, line he's got a merchandise now. line, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks to this cult. Uh, I like to think we started it, even though we didn't. I would love to think that, but definitely not. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. We'll start our own cult. We, um, we must now talk about the elephant in the room. The Waterfell Elephant star, Robert Pattinson. Oh. oh, my sweet boy! Did you not get where I was going with that? I did. I, just, I forgot he made out with Renee with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Robert Pattinson. Uh-huh. All right. So this week it was broke that Robert Pattinson. Look, the internet said this. It's not this. Was cast. You know, it's not true. He is the. Talks. He is the front runner. He is the favorite to play Batman. Other names include Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, Nicholas Ugh. Holt. However, Ugh. they don't. It looks like the studio is really pushing for Robert Pattinson. Like, everyone wants Robert Pattinson. Just wait and put pen to paper. Um, so, that's the truth film, of it. Film Twitter is all about this. They are so on board the Robert Pattinson train. And then the regular people did some real dumb stuff. <laughs> did you want to talk about uh, it here, wait, So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, Robert Pattinson is rumored to be cast. Apparently, there was fan art that went out around Boss like January. Logic, Boss Logic put out a, a piece of fan art after yeah. Ben Affleck left the role officially, right? Uh, of Robert Pattinson. Yeah, uh, and that made waves then. Yes, and now here we are, and, and now this might it's be a thing almost happening. Uh, uh, before we talk about like what what fans did, uh, I'm for this. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, I'm 100 percent on board with the Pattinson as Batman thing. Um, he is much more than Edward Cullen. This guy has such a body of film work that uh, is as comparable to what Daniel Radcliffe has been doing post Harry Potter. It's he's just not as famous. Uh, trust me, this this yeah. guy this guy is worth seeing I, in I this told, role. I told I told you guys um, I've only seen him in three movies: uh, the Harry Potter movie that he was in, Goblet of Fire, and the first and last Twilight Twilight films. I have not seen any of the other Twilight movies. That's so weird. It is something I'm very proud of. Um, I've got. I went to see both of those in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, like real quick, like it, I can't, I can't begrudge any twenty-something who's offered Avengers Endgame money. That dude, him and Kristen Stewart, well, have made so much money off that franchise. It's unbelievable. And like, and who were like, how can you like be mad at them for being twenty-somethings wanting to be an, uh, uh, a movie star? Look, and Give not only, break. not only that, like. <laughs> Sincerely, I I tried to understand everything, so I've read some of Twilight, 
And I'm telling you, Kristen Stewart and uh, Robert Pattinson elevated it, played those characters to a T of oh, really? how they were written. Yeah, and they brought everything that was in those books to those performances. So I mean, as far as actors, they're talented. They did exactly what those books said. It's just that it's a terrible story. Yeah, with bad characters. Now, but Robert, but there 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 it is. They're not bad actors. Now, Robert Pattinson uh, does have a really good body of work. Um, I he's just not been in a lot of people's radar. Uh, because he he does the very indie scene, yeah, absolutely. And rightfully so. Look, he's yeah. made a ton of money; he can do whatever he wants, right? Which is which is why I'm so excited by the fact that like he's he, he's excited enough about a Batman script that it must be really good. Now he genuinely walked out of the spotlight because of Twilight. Yeah, he was like, I'm. F- I'd rather just do. Small I don't things. want this. And yeah. we right. said, and we said before, um, he. Um, no, I lost it. Well, uh-huh. I'll say some, I'll say a different thing then. Um, he's he's just a. If Dunkirk, if, if not Dunkirk, Nolan, if Nolan's film that he's in, he's in Nolan's next movie, if it had come out after, uh, before this news, then everyone would be singing a different tune. Yeah, potentially. Uh, because I'm yeah. sure, you know, he's a good actor. I think there would still be the naysayers, but it wouldn't be to this degree. Sure. Um, but because he hasn't been in the spotlight, I think it's probably thrown like, away yeah, the, I was, like, honestly shocked at the amount of, uh, like, uh, Batman like twink- uh, uh, twinkling like a vampire memes I saw on Facebook like shocked how many of my friends are posting I'm like people really still view this guy like 10 years later the same way like how does how why is this guy the one guy who this is happening to still like this doesn't happen with well, other actors Kristen, Kristen Stewart is the same way it's the, it's the it's cast the Twilight of, curse it's the Twilight it's the, tass- it really is. the cast of Twilight yeah. that's being that's cursed with this well not curse. everybody just those two yeah and Kendrick's doing fine well yeah. I mean like the three Taylor, Taylor Lautner, Lautner that dude what's who's he not doing? a good actor no. so that's fair but like even Taylor Lautner like kind of got away from it because he showed up in things and they were just like oh there's Taylor Lautner doing that sure. like nobody, Valentine's nobody Day. like hung it on him you yeah. know yeah but like Kristen Stewart is a talented actress very very yeah. talented yeah um so Robert Pattinson is a talented is a talented actor um my only thing and I'm just gonna say this very yeah. controversial say it I want someone with a deeper voice I'm just gonna throw that out there because I'm I don't want a modulated Batman voice I think his voice can still go deeper than Bale's. Probably. I just, I don't want to, I, I, it's the, now Now I'm going to put on my super geek hat mm. and just say, I want a, I want a, I want a voice actor who, I want an actor who can just move their voice an octave down and not do the Christian Bale or the modulation of, of uh, Ben He Affleck. might be able to do that. It'd be cool if he could. Who knows? I'd be down for that. He's uh, got a great chin. Anyway. going to take my super geek hat off now? There you go. So people really reacted to this poorly, and this brings up the That's topic of this week of petitions. Because it's, it's one of two petitions that have... Uh, well, one I'm sorry. Of talk four about. of five. Well, I mean of like, of like there was a Game of Thrones one and yes. there's a Batman one. That's Guys, what I no mean. one's remaking a piece of art. So there are four... It's, it's, it's interesting. There's a breakdown. There are four different petitions related to Robert Pattinson. One is, uh, how dare you take away from the Batfleck? Mm. Uh, he walked away from no, the No, I know. Those I understand. So that one's a, a, Snyder, another, a Snyder cut, guys. Another is... Right? How can you give us another Batfleck saying that Ben Affleck being Batman was also terrible casting? Okay. Uh, another is, if it's not Army Hammer, we riot. That's just fan As casting. Army Hammer is not ever going to touch Batman with a 10-foot pole. And then there's like uh, one other that's just like, don't do this. Army Hammer was <laughs> Batman. <laughs> by the way, yeah, for, by the way, for the audience who doesn't know, yeah. Army Hammer was cast as Batman in Just League Mortal, and he was, and he's hard out. Yeah, at in 2006, now. a Justice League movie was being filmed, and they stopped because shit went wrong. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they made four petition. There are four petitions against Robert Pattinson as Batman, and now there's also a petition this week about refilming all of season eight of Game of Thrones because people don't like the way it's going. Bunch of babies. Hey, uh, entitlement of fandom is real, and you all should grow up. Oh, babies. Uh, this is not what petitions are for. Nope. This is not how petitions work, and this isn't how filmmaking works. So please stop it. Stop Look, it. Stop. As far it. as Game of Thrones, not go, that anybody who listens to this podcast would do. I, this. Yeah. We have better fans. As than far that. as far as Game of Thrones go, I don't have a horse in the in the race. But it is important to know that if you do not like a piece of media, that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't. I'm sorry. So here's they don't something. owe you. They don't owe it. you anything. Now, guys, here's something. Uh, I don't know because I know you guys haven't played it, but when Mass Effect Three came out, there was a petition to change the ending of Mass Effect Three. Oh, I know about this one, and yeah. it worked. And the, that's a problem. And Bioware, they spent weeks and months, and they put out a DLC like extended ending that that fun didn't change the ending, but it extended it to make it not as bad. But it was still a bad idea. It's just like, hey, sometimes your idea is bad. That's okay. But they made it worse. By because they t- they listen to fans, and this has never happened before in history, except for Sonic the Hedgehog, and the, and Mass Effect Three came out eight years ago, right? There's a little bit of a difference in the fact that Sonic the Hedgehog was not a response to fans' petitions; it was just a response to backlash, and that's yeah. different. I feel like if you voluntarily see the way that fans are taking something, and you decide, you know what, I could do this better, that's on you. If you're responding to a petition, that's different. But also, Sonic the Hedgehog isn't out yet. Yeah. The film is still in production. Changes can be made. Sure. Yeah. Mass Effect, that creates a whole, that opens up a ton of floodgates that allows the audience to realize that they can alter yeah. how, how media is created. It was sure. shocking. It was shocking. Not only that, but it creates, the, it, create, it reinforces the entitlement that they feel that they are owed something yeah. about the media they consume. And you that saw their, this, their opinion is right over the author. You saw yeah. this with Voltron. You yeah. saw this with The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. You saw this with Endgame. Mm-hmm. To a lesser degree, to Endgame, to be fair. But you do see it. You see the entitlement of, what am I owed? Yeah. And if I don't get what I'm owed, I'm signing a petition. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. And it just, man, it's so crazy because it's crazy that Bioware, like Mass Effect 2 is my favorite game of all time, and I don't like the ending of Mass Effect 3. I think it's bad. I think it's Game of Thrones level bad. But I'm not asking them to change it because it's not what I wanted from it. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that is, that's entitlement. That's baloney. That's super baloney. And like the fact that they did release this DLC, it's like, hey, it's that ending, but we kind of changed some things, but it still sucks. And Art, it's made fans more mad. Artwork is made to be consumed. Art does not no, owe no, no. you anything. Yeah. No. I don't. That's why fan fiction exists. That's exactly. why fan fiction exists. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's the for Endgame it was the Stucky fandom. They feel like they were owed something for Last Jeez Jedi. Louise. It was Luke Skywalker. They were owed and, something. And let's. I'm not against you, Stucky fans. I'm really not. But same. But you were kind of putting something on the film that the film was not overtly telling you just because you wanted it to be there. Yeah. And to anticipate that and expect that they would pay into that and then be upset that they didn't, you were setting yourself up for the failure. I'm sorry. They were never hardlining you into that. You hardlined yourself for it. Yeah. Sorry, Stucky fans. Yeah. It was, and w- I say this as a person who knows one, and I love him dearly, and I'm like, look, you got to know they were never going for that. Yeah. Uh, for Voltron... You know, it's something I, I'm desperate for. I, I desperately love this series. Um, you know, if an ending doesn't, if an ending doesn't give you what you want, it's not your, it's not their problem. It's yeah. it's undeniably disappointing. We've yeah. all been there. We've undeniable. All, we've all hit endings where we go, wow, 
Wish I wish I liked that more. I think Ryan and I might be in the middle of it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <But> possibly. <laughs> possibly. We'll find but out. Nonetheless, nonetheless, that doesn't that doesn't mean that you have the power to go, well, I reject that and no more of that. Give me the other thing. You, yeah. you can't. Did you that's see not what, how it works? What the writers like said in response to the petitions? They're no. like, I would love for you two guys to write this instead of us. Please, sure. please give us an example of your writing. Right. Please do better than us. Remember, snakes on this a plane is, like, uh, is completely this is like written that. by Twitter. Oh. This is like that. Uh, I that, believe that. The the one about Last Jedi that has like the the cover art of the fan fiction fan petition version oh. where like Luke is super buff. Ripped. Yeah. yeah oh, it's it, so gross. Yeah, and it's like all the disgusting things that they'd want to do if they got to write it, and it's like, it's, yeah, this imagine, isn't like I want to see Luke with six pack abs at sixty. See, and you you see a lot of crossover. Like I'm I'm outside of the Game of Thrones thing. I'm looking at it from sure, the outside, sure. um, but you see a lot of like people who like the Last Jedi don't like what's going on with Game of Thrones, and they don't see the parallels. Yeah, <laughs> they don't see the similarities. Did you, you said people who like the Last Jedi don't like Game of Thrones, or did you mean don't like either? No, people who like The Last Jedi, uh-huh. who are in the thick of it of like, I don't like Game of Thrones. I want you to change get the season eight Game of Thrones. They don't, and who conversely see oh, okay. The Last okay. Jedi and they're like, you are an idiot for wanting it okay. to be changed. Okay, I'm, I'm with you now. Like, they don't see what they're doing. They don't see don't, the hypocrisy in I don't that. know what that's based on, but. It's just what sure. I'm looking at. It's just what I'm seeing online. Yeah. Is a bunch of like, it, it's just, you see a lot of cross-pollination with fandoms reacting in a way where they thought one fandom was being ridiculous. They're doing the same thing. And it's quite interesting to look at. Yeah. I'm only coming at it as, a, as sure, an observer. Sure. No, 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 I know. Um, yeah, a simple point. Like, we, we've already talked about it more than I think it deserves. But, like, just simply, this isn't the way that uh, consuming art um, or appreciating it uh, is meant to be. Not everything has to be for you. You don't have to like everything. Nope. If everything was great, nothing that would be boring. It's all. It's not healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not healthy. Yeah. Hashtag release a slander cut. Uh, you can leave now. <laughs> oh, zinger! All right. Um, to wrap up the Batman news, Hollywood Reporter is saying that probably Penguin and Catwoman are the villains in the movie. Cool. My favorite Batman movie's coming back. Batman Returns remake. <laughs> oh Hashtag God. release a slander cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to trailers Ooh, this lot, week. A lot of the mini trailers and a the big of, trailers. A lot of, oh, surprisingly, the Batwoman trailer is the longest one. Three minutes? Yeah. Felt like it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like they showed us the whole pilot. It yeah. felt like it. I hate, real quick, I hate TV uh, trailers because I know it's from the pilot. So it's like, yo, you're yeah, showing I hate, I hate like a season, like season trailers that air right after the pilot time has passed and you know they haven't filmed the season yet yes. and they're like here let me sell you on the show and they they always show you like way too much yeah i'm like obviously you sold the network you don't have to sell me yeah mm-hmm. true, true this is what we're on a batwoman batwoman yeah yeah the batwoman uh trailer for the new for the new season first season of batwoman right. came out uh, honestly i think it looks pretty good it looks it looks like another cw show and i don't mean that as a as a as a diss i like, think uh, you know what those first seasons of most of them were yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and I think and I think this looks like it looks better. Like they're filming with better like like cameras. Like it looks like a better show. I wonder if that's just an effect of like, like lighting change and and I think that they probably filmed on cheaper cameras actually. Oh, you think so? I I do, and I think that they just it's a slightly streamlined. I don't think this is how the show is going to look. Oh. I think the show is probably going to look the same as it did when we saw the crossover. I think Batwoman just, will just look like much another the same. CW show. I don't I don't think it's going to look. Well, that's any, a bummer. I don't think it's going to look selectively different. I was hoping it would be I a also, little more stylish. Yeah, I I don't I don't think so. 
that's me making a guess just because usually the product you see of a pilot is not the product you see oh, of the show. No, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrubs is an excellent example of this. If you watch the pilot episode of Scrubs, they're in a completely different hospital filmed on different cameras with different lighting, and then you watch the next episode, and it's 100% visually a different show. So I don't know that we can trust that that's... That's what we're going to see with Batman. I'm no Superman. I was watching Gilmore Girls, a um, show I'm really into right now. I'm so sorry. No, hey, dude, that's uh, a good show. And uh, um, it's always, I, I realize it's always so interesting watching pilots before you watch the series because they're always different. It's, it's always, it's like a proof of concept. Yeah, almost. Yeah. It's it, You got the characters at their core uh, without any development. You, all the, you also do a a season's worth of development in one episode in case you don't get to yeah. give the, the network like the idea of where we want to go with it pilots are weird it's like it's they're like they're like weird. little movies like movie trailers for the season in, in some ways i wish we never saw them to be honest as audiences i wish that they would Sometimes just make a new episode one it's not often enough we no. usually do get the pilot and uh i often look back on it and i'm like it, just when you go back and rewatch, you're like this just doesn't fit yeah uh it, with what the show became um yeah yeah. Uh, so anyway, so the Batwoman uh, uh, trailer, we get a lot of it, uh, as, we, as we've been saying. Uh, we, we meet Luke Fox in a horrible rendition of Luke Fox. He's basically, for those of you who watch Arrow, he's Mr. Terrific. And so Luke Fox in the, co- in the comics is Batwing. He is, a, he is a superhero of his own. He's an MMA fighter. He's an MMA fighter. He's super smart. He's the son of Lucius Fox. He's, he's buff. That he's, is not this dude. He's Batman. He's, he's black Batman. He's, yeah. he's like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then this Mr. is terrific. He's like bumbling like IT guy. And yeah. I'm like that's not who that's Lucius Fox if anything. Don't Th- make This him is Luke. this is young Lucius Fox. Yeah, I'm not digging it. Um you could always make the argument that they're leaving room to grow him into that person and could. that there could be more aspects uh, of it because hopefully. that's something that the CW shows like to do yeah. Yeah. with these characters. Um but I agree like this is not that person. Yeah. Um we do get a look of Batman's suit and she wears it a bit. Doesn't look great, but the proper Batwoman suit I think looks really good. Yeah. Um, Ruby the, Rose, I think, looks good in the role. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I for like this. her a lot. Like, she, oh. I mean, I liked her when we did the crossover yeah. and everything. Uh, knowing security, knowing that all of this is filmed in just a pilot, I'm like, there are f- maybe one too many feminism lines here. I'm all yeah. about like, yes, yeah. no, like, dr- like you know, do it. Yeah, you know, be diverse. You know, break break this mold. I'm all about it. Uh, I absolutely am crazy about the fact that like they're blatantly going for her romance. Uh, yeah. and everything about that. Uh, I just don't need three lines in a pilot where she's basically saying, well, I could do anything as well as a man or a, that's basic. It all idea. looks to yeah. be in the back cave. Uh, so I don't it, need, I don't need her to tell me that all yeah. the time. As I just I need her to, to you, be that person. As I said to you, uh, Greg Berlanti is anything but subtle. Yeah. Um, he he does like to hammer a lot of the stuff home and I totally, I totally get what you're but saying. But sometimes he handles it better than others and I'm just like, I... Make her that person. Don't don't have her telling me yeah. she's that person all the time. I it bothers me so much with uh with this kind of message when you have a character who just says that all the time and that's their identity. I yeah, don't want yeah, that yeah. to be her identity. Yeah, I hope we see Renee Montoya as the question in the series down the line. I I I'd really like to I'd see that. Guarantee it almost. Um. Well, I don't know because Renee might be off limits because of the because of Birds of Prey. I thought she was cast in the show. Birds of Prey. No, Renee, Mon- oh, Renee Montoya has not been cast. Sorry, in the show. you're right. She's in Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. never mind. So she no. might be off limits. No, you're right. Um, yeah, we get uh, we get knows, Alice. Though. Everything can happen True. on both at this point. Uh, we get Alice, who is her real who is her her real sister, uh, thought to be dead. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit more ghostly in the comics. I was I was not surprised it didn't go that route. Um, but is kind of cool. Hopefully they lean in lean a bit more into it. 
Yeah, I, I like the idea that, like, Batman's gone, and she's, like, kind of taking his place and, like, working in the Batcave and using his suit. Yeah. So, like, that kind of gives me hope that maybe, like, a Superman and Supergirl, maybe Batman does show up. That'd be cool. We're getting Batman yeah. and Titans. Like, why not? Yeah. Uh, but Titans is a different case because that is DC doing it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is Warner Brothers doing it. So I'm just saying, like, but like I think there's a lot more synergy in that these days. It's just, just based yeah, on the things that, like, like, Lex Luthor's on Supergirl. Like, yeah. the, the synergy of what's happening on the show is a lot more cool concrete these days. Having just, like, a really cool actor just be Bruce Wayne in, like, the shadows every once in a while. It's like, it's, you're doing a good job, Kate. It's I'm not really, going to be Batman. It's really interesting because, like, you know, you. Obviously, we've all ta- seen the interviews, I'm sure, of the showrunners and Greg Berlanti talking about them wanting to use Batman. They've they've talked to Warner Bros. using Batman, but Batman is like the one that's under lock and the holy key. Holy Grail! It's like you know mm-hmm. we could get Superman before we could get Batman. We could get everyone else before Batman. Yeah. For whatever reason, Warner Brothers is like nope. Unless you're Gotham. Unless you're then Gotham. that kid can be Batman. Did anybody see um, the last episode? Huh? I watched the fine. No. I watched the five I, minute clip at the end of the show. Yeah. Good. It's fine. All right. Um. I do think it's still a little odd uh, just where I'm at in the CW shows. It does feel, in a way, we know Arrow is winding down. It feels like Flash is also kind of winding down. I know next season's not its last, but like it is. it does feel like this universe is kind of slowing down in that sense. Whereas Supergirl, I don't feel that way. It's a little weird that Batwoman is set in the same world as... I stand by this. I said this when we did the crossover. I stand by that. It's a little weird that it's not set in Supergirl's world and is instead set in the Arrow and Flash world. I wonder if a lot of that has to do with uh, they never intended Supergirl to be part of the universe, to be as, synerge- as synergetic. It was on a different network at first, right? Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, so I wonder if a lot of that is just kind of an unwillingness to um, Change. to just think about it. Uh, but that's weird because we knew a Batman existed in Supergirl before Batman was ever mentioned in True. Arrow or Flash. So it, it's just odd. Yeah. Um, all right, speaking of Batman, let's move on to Batman Hush, the latest animated series from uh, DC Universe. This is the one in the New 52-esque continuity, yeah. uh, not the standalone ones like um, uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Um, this is Jason Amara returning as Batman. I like I like him as Batman. Yeah, I'm not crazy about him as Batman. I mean, like I'm not like in love, but like if he's on, I'll, I'll well, s- what, bury him then. I don't have a ring. I mean, he's rich and famous, so I guess I would. Don't, I would Jason, marry him. call me. <laughs> uh, Jason Amara is Batman. He is um, uh, returning again to the role. This is Batman Hush, based off the Jim Lee Jeff Loeb comic. Uh, what do we think about this one? What do you think? How, how it, it, look? it looks like that comic. <laughs> I'm into. I'm into it. Yeah, I've never read the comic. Comics own it. Batman Hush. Yeah, I thought you did. If I do, it was a gift. Oh, okay. um, I and I, I haven't swore, and yeah. I haven't gone and I haven't gone through it yet. Oh, okay. So I, I, I don't have. A, I think it's pretty good. I've he- I've heard good things. I just I haven't said by the time and done it. So I have no opinion on this yeah. really. As I as I've said before with the other uh, animated offerings of this type, I'm not too crazy about the ones that are specifically in the universe. Since it's Hush, I wish they just would have kept with the old style. Yeah, me too. Or just did like its own thing instead of being like again because I don't I'm not in love with the new Fifty Two looks. Yeah, I I miss the I miss the movies that did different animation styles, different directing styles, yeah. different voice actors. Like, I miss the variety of them. Uh, I feel like this is stale to kind of keep this going. And I don't think the animation looks very good. I think it looks very cheap. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of... It doesn't look as as polished as yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. As like... But if you had like done it in the style of like Justice League versus the Fatal Five, like a Bruce Tim animated style, like that still flows. That still looks good. Yeah. It looks like they put effort into that. This one doesn't look like they put effort into it. Um, and I, I don't think the cheapness is just specifically in this animation style. Like I, I don't think the Killing Joke looked as good as it probably should have. The Killing Joke had a lot other problems. To be fair, that's all of the than thing. just that. Yeah. Um. But hey, you know what? We always hope for a good product. 
Yeah, uh, and and the core story of Hush, I think, is pretty awesome. And like having Poison Ivy, like corrupt Superman, like all that stuff's really cool story. Yeah, stuff. it was uh, Jason Todd. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, I hope, uh, uh, I hope it's good. For, real quick, for those of you who don't get that joke, Jason Todd was supposed to be Hush before the internet found out, and they were like, uh, nope, it's Thomas Elliot. Who's Thomas Elliot? Well, you'll learn about you'll him. You'll learn in like three issues. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on, let's keep it with DC. Go to Swamp Thing. I like Swamp Thing. A uh, one-minute uh, trailer focused primarily on Alec Holland. Looks very good. <sighs> Man, for a se- for a show that has maybe a lot of creative problems, I'm not seeing it yet. <laughs> that first, yeah. the pilot at least looks real good. That's Floronic Man, right? The guy on the slab. Yeah, that's cool. Um, or is that just some random? I think swamp it might thing? be some rando because I think Jason Woodrow is like going to be like another guy who comes in and gets okay. infected. Yeah, um, that would that would make sense. Yeah. Um, we see um. The, the the blonde lady I forget her name uh, that's that's Sunderland that's the old man's wife she's a new character mm-hmm. uh, but it's cool just like and Abby is the dark haired girl yes so we're not doing Alex's wife uh, I guess not I, it kind of maybe they don't have to Alex's wife plays a very small role in his in the yeah, story yeah I mean like she, there's like the cool flashback where like she's like like a, like a skeleton or whatever but like it's yeah. not essential yeah to focus on her, uh, him and Abby is probably smarter it looks like they're Going on the route that they've known each other, they know each other before he became Swamp Thing. Well, if we've all read uh, Scott Snyder's uh, uh, Zero issue, uh, they met uh, at a very young age, but they didn't know it. Yeah. Thanks, Anton Arcane. You're the the, the plotmeister of hell. Yeah, it's a. Uh, this looks good. I, I like what they're doing with Alec. Uh, I guess now's just a good spot to bring it up. Um, what we've talked about our fake nerds watch before. Oh yeah. We haven't actually made an announcement. Uh, when Swamp Thing drops May thirty first, uh, not long after that, we'll have our next fake nerds watch episode after Game of Thrones out. It's going to be about Swamp Thing. Oh my god, that's like in two weeks. We're going to be doing a Swamp Thing fake nerds watch so less, series. Less, yeah. less than two weeks. Yeah. So we'll take a little break. Oh my god. We'll take a little break. And then we'll d- dive into the swamp. That's amazing. Very cool. Very that's, cool. That's so crazy. Um, let's talk about uh, this Ooh. then. Uh, Primal. Very oh, short, I but... I am so happy. Hell yeah. This is Gendy Tartakovsky's newest animated series on Adult Swim. God, as, as long as Gendy keeps making animation, I'm there. Like, Gendy Tartakovsky this, for... I've never seen anything of his I didn't like. For uh, fans who don't know that name uh you will undoubtedly know samurai jack he is the creator of samurai powerpuff jack. girls powerpuff girls dexter's laboratory and symbiotic titan star wars clone huh? wars star wars original the, star wars clone the wars, original the star wars clone wars, wars. Yeah. yeah yeah that series uh, is so good and it the is. hotel transylvania films yes that's the only thing of his that i'm not caught up on <laughs> i like two of those movies yeah I don't know if I... I don't remember if I like three or not. Hmm. I like three. Yeah, um, yeah. and Symbiotic Titan, which was a series that was short-lived. Too short Did anybody read yeah. his Cage Beautifully series? Loved. No, yes. I didn't. Did you? No. Yeah, the Luke Cage series. You read it? Oh, I own it. I want to borrow it. it. I'm going to borrow it. Gendy is my... I, I love the aesthetic of everything he does in animation. The fact that he was able to translate his 2D style into 3D animated films, that alone is why I'll always love the Hotel Transylvania films. I'm like, I don't understand how he converted that same animation style into this 3D imagery, but he did, and it's there, and you can still feel his animation yeah. in it. So let's uh, talk about this. It is so sad, real quick. It is so sad that we're not going to see his Popeye film he wanted to do. Oh, that yeah, test yeah, yeah. was awesome. That test was incredible, and he's obviously the right man for it. And if they don't make Popeye... With him, they shouldn't make it at all. Olive oil. Uh, anyway, let's talk yes, about primal. Primal. Uh, it's Gendy drawing dinosaurs. 
just a cave, I'm there. Just like a caveman killing dinosaurs, man. I'm like, okay. You see a dinosaur rip off the face of another dinosaur. This is brutal. Hell yeah, adult this is swim. Brutal. This is adult swim. Yeah, this is more brutal than Samurai Jack. I the think. the wolves with blood on their yeah. on their snouts. The and fifth season of Samurai Jack got really brutal, really bloody, and I think this might be going a step a step well, further. Show called Primal. It kind of has to. Yeah, but this is. So. But the animation is gorgeous. Yeah. The animation is just it was, flat it was out a very gorgeous. quick tease, but like it gave you exact. Oh, all right, this is what I want. The landscape yeah. shots, because he's so good at those landscape and silhouettes approaching shots. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, all right, so uh, let's go to His Dark Materials, which is the adaptation of the book series. Uh, was initially a movie called The Golden Compass. Yep. Um, it is a book series, and now they're doing a, a TV series. BBC and HBO co uh, co produced. Uh, Got TV that series. money. Uh, money. It's a great cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. James McAvoy. Daphne King. Lynn Manuel, baby. And Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot the plot of what's going on in this show or the movie or whatever. But like, it looks awesome. Yeah. It looks. It looks cool. This looks. This looks like it's definitely leaning into the more adult themes yeah. that the books presented, which. Uh, Maybe even heavier than the books do themselves, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, the movie I is just definitely know a kids' film. Everybody has like an animal companion. That's all I remember. And that's like it's very like everyone's looking for a god or something like that. Yes, the it? dust or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, uh, Nicole Kidman was in that movie. Yeah, oof. Daniel Craig. Oof, big oofs. James Christopher Bond. Lee. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, he was. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pa- um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Oh was my! In that movie, really? Oh my God! Both he's <laughs> the <laughs> both uh, Mac uh, both Xavier's are in these and uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott was in that movie, yeah. yeah. Did you have a mustache? I think he was the polar yeah. bear. No, he was like the, the guy who was around with her. Oh, Patrick yeah. Stewart was the voice of the polar bear. I'm a you're polar right, bear. Right. And we do Sam get a bit Elliot. of the polar bear. The CG in this movie, in this series, looks good. Yeah, it looks does. Looks very good. And Daphne King, hey, I'm, I'm excited to see her again. I'm so glad. I'm, I'm bummed she's not going to do any more X stuff, but I'm glad she's still working. So like, yeah. yeah. And a big franchise still, so yeah. very cool. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm really so. I'm, really I'm very interested in this His Dark Material yeah. series. Uh, then to finish up the trailers, Maleficent, Mistress uh, of Evil. What about Stumptown? Damn it, Stumptown. We, we probably should have talked about that earlier stumps. because that that was, uh, you actually mentioned it earlier in the podcast too because you brought up Michael Ely. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Stumptown, which we probably went to address first, but I was waiting for Brandon to get to it. Oopsie poopsie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stumptown's a uh, show coming out based on a graphic novel. Uh, do you know who it's by, right? Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka. Yep. Thank you. And uh, starring Colby Smulders and Michael Ely. It's a, it's a, it's not as graphic Jessica Jones. That car scene was real fun, though. It was. Yeah, it looks yeah. fun. Yeah. I don't think she looks great in it. This is also judging off a pilot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see what the season trailer will be. Yeah, me um, too. I'm definitely I'm definitely going to wait and see that season trailer drop. If that season trailer looks pretty good, I'll pro- I'll I'll give this a go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know how how involved Greg Rucka is, um but he seems to be excited about it. So if if he's it's excited, got a good payday for yeah. it. If yeah. if nothing else, I'm hoping Colby Smulders getting to do something like this yes. will let her do more as Maria Hill in the film. Here's the thing, yes, I love Maria Hill in the comics cuz she's a super badass and in the movies, she's kind of not. No, if I, they lo- haven't I given love her, her any time. I she mean like she's you, done nothing. There's been nowhere to give her time. I, I mean know, I'm yeah. hoping so, I'm hoping there's at least one cool scene in Far From Home. Well, I told with her. I, I said, you know, in the Avengers they set up something that could be really fun for her. I wish they had brought her to Agents of Shield. Yeah. I wish that there was a more interconnected interconnection well, they did. with, with There's not enough. A no, but like she's the director like, of Shield. Like properly, yeah. Yeah, like I wanted her to be the director of Shield. Um, and that would I think would have given her the space to really shine, really shine yeah. as Maria Hill. But they just made after Age of Ultron, they made her her secretary. They made her and the I secretary, think, and it just yeah. Didn't work. And I think yeah. she's very much wanting to do it. So I think so too. And uh, this trailer definitely showed she has like the balls to be that kind of character. Yes. So like, why, why Marvel just do so, that? So if nothing else, I'm hoping the show kind of brings that about. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, she's a cool PI in in uh in uh, Oregon. You know, doing her thing. Looks cool. 
All right, so now, okay. Maleficent, Mistress yeah. of Evil. Yeah. This is the sequel to Maleficent that nobody was really asking for. Um, yeah. But I'm definitely interested in because it is not based off anything. Yeah. This is definitely an original story. It's got it's Michelle weird. Pfeiffer uh, channeling her her evil witch from Stardust. I'm into it. Maybe. Mm. She's doing that evil thing, and I'm into it. I'm into evil Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, I hope so because I'm 100% against the Maleficent being bad again. Um, because I think that ruins why the first movie worked. If you're just gonna be like, okay, but now she's the bad guy, and I'm like, <laughs> I think it's, I think what I think, judging from what I see in the trailer with Elle Fanning, you know, and she looking terrified at something happening, uh, and running away, I think maybe she's going to be framed for something that Michelle Pfeiffer had did. Had I think I think Michelle Pfeiffer might abduct her. Because as established in this is the thing, if you violate this from Maleficent, I'll be mad. Um, it's established in the first film. Spoilers for that film. Oh. It's established that she loves Aurora. She loves Aurora more than her own family. Yeah. So if Aurora is taken from her, I can see this kind of vengeance attack against Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the reason for that would be. But um, if you're going to do that, then then cool. I definitely like the color palette of this film Me more too. than the one than the first one. Me too. I this like looks her, a lot more vibrant. I really like her outfits in this. Mm-hmm. I do too. Weird, weird color changes. I really like changes. the outfits for this. Um, I uh, I find the first film to be pretty fun. I don't I don't hate it. Um, I don't love. I it. really enjoy her. Yeah, I, do I think too. she's great, and I like seeing her come back to this because she's doing the like. Do you what? No better. Yeah, I like it. Being I like really s- do. Snarky sis. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, like I really, that. I really I do. do like her. I, I, I like. I, I really like to see Michelle Pfeiffer and Angelina Jolie play off each other. I think yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun to see. Now here's the question. Now I'm, I'm ignorant. I'm a little bit besides uh, my Kingdom Hearts here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So like, she's a bad character. She's an evil character, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the so in the do original you not story, want her to ever end up there. Like, no, because or... the thing was the the whole thing was that the first film. Yeah. Uh, that they did the live action Maleficent film said that story was a lie. That's oh, what that okay. movie was. Is it's in in the beginning the person says you might think you know this story, but you don't actually know this story. And it's telling the story from her perspective, and it reveals that guess what? That's actually propaganda that's built up because I mean, of I her. Saw, I it's saw because it, yeah. of her appearance. It's wicked. It's wicked. It's right, wicked, but, it, yeah. but it covered but it covered the story of Sleeping Beauty, okay. and it's already established. Like I said, that she loves Aurora. So why why would you go and make her the villain now after already passing the benchmark of Aurora getting proposed to as it appears in this trailer yeah. and the curse is over and everything so what's the point in making her that villain it just this is it's just a weird movie franchise to me because like that's what that character is to a lot of people it is it is weird and you call this movie mistress of evil i know it's like it's like a clever like oh it's actually probably gonna be michelle pfeiffer but it's like what do you do with this franchise it is it is a weird franchise to have but if you don't it's like making a sequel to wicked it's like (laughs) well they did oh they did yes there are two sequels to wicked and the and the thing is like oh my and like wicked itself is you know Hey, she's not the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and never, never is. But yeah. Wicked is based off a book, which has two sequels. Um, okay. the, this Maleficent, it is a strange franchise, uh, but you have to stick with it to keep it. Yeah, to keep it just in general. You can't just all of a sudden be like, okay, now she's Sleeping Beauty, evil dragon lady. Yeah, you need to stick with and the I mean, rules that you set down. And, and I mean, honestly, like. I know what you're. I know what you're saying. No, I know what you're saying because, like, uh, like she always has been this villainous figurehead uh, character. But this is doing the thing that we wish the Disney live-action films would do, which is tell a different story. And Maleficent did that. It's one of the reasons why I I regard it so highly. I think the only one I of the newer Disney live-action films that from like a 
reason to exist standpoint I hold above it would maybe be the Cinderella one. That one I like that a lot. Which which would sound weird, except if you actually look at that movie, it, it justifies a whole lot of things about the character that none of the old Cinderella stories ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that one while still basically doing the same story. Well, Peach Dragon but, also, but it uh, does something yes, different. Yes, uh, I was thinking of like the staples, but sure. you're, you're correct. Um, but Maleficent just like changed the rules on it and it it's weird because it was really the first big one yeah and it changed the rules and then they started doing all these things that are basically shot for shot remakes and i'm still down for like this do your own thing with it you know i'm not against that i think angelina jolie is very likable as this character i think yeah. she's a lot of fun yeah in, in she's definitely movies. the best part for that first movie for me yeah yeah and now you got michelle pfeiffer so i'm like yes do oh, this yeah. i'm 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 there you have my ticket. bunch of evil yeah. queens i love it do something different i don't know what will what this movie is or what this movie is going to do and i prefer that yeah same. that's exciting um all right should we move on to our main topic oh prepare for war all right then for our main topic we are talking about john wick chapter three parabellum and uh full spoilers from here on out if you have not seen this film or indeed any of the john wick films probably do it check yeah. those out you before fools? you before you listen to this spoilers for all john wick films. have i not yeah. expressed how great these movies are yet do um, it and uh so yeah spoilers from here on out so let's get into initial thoughts uh ryan what did you think about this one the Lo- third in the john wick franchise loved it that's all all right enough of the review we're yep. going now i guess that's it yeah <laughs> sparks what'd you think no i'm super into it yeah. had a great time this was my first john wick film in theaters mm-hmm. yeah uh this i've seen all <clears throat> of them in theaters mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and i'm well, aren't you cool me, me too. I, I am. Me too. Uh, I don't... Now, I obviously echo what you guys said. It's great. Uh, but to just get into it, I don't think it's as good as the first two. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with everything we've already talked about. Uh, which we will get into. Which we will get into. Uh, for me, this is the quintessential American action franchise after this one. And the story stuff doesn't... Each each movie has like some story stuff, but like this one's definitely the worst. Has the worst aspects. While still, I think it's this one has the best action out of all of them, and it's it's just insane. Sure. It's, just, it's truly insane no, I, what I, we do. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a wrench into that. I don't throw think it. it has the. Uh, I think the first film, the first film was very good. The second film, I think, is is my favorite. Second's also my favorite. I I, I love the, I love the second film. Uh, I think it's got a good balance of action and story. Uh, it's got great action sequences that are really inventive and fun and things we've never seen before. Uh, in this film, we're still pushing it. We still got some good action, uh, but I don't think a lot of the action is as inventive. Uh, and certainly, I don't think this film is as well paced as the first two. Uh, for me, the first film's my favorite. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Care to elaborate on why? Um, I think for I mean, me, uh, the the personal stakes are clear and they have me with him the entire time. Yeah. Whereas uh, when I watch the the second and third one, there's a, there's just, um, and it comes up more in like, you know, the random dudes, but there's just less of a victory in watching them be killed. Whereas in John Wick 1, I feel like every death you're kind of like, it's a fist pump of like not just because it's good action, but yeah. like yeah, get that guy, there's get not, that guy too. These yeah, guys are all not the bad. Nearly guys. as many, so it's a little more personal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas in you remember Willem Dafoe was in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Which where whereas when you go to like John Wick two, John Wick three, it feels a lot more like all right, but there's also like a lot of dudes who like yeah, they're good action scene fodder, but like I'm not I'm not stoked with every single take, you know. Yeah. And and John Wick it just had me in it. 
every single moment for the first one. Yeah, I get that. Uh, and two and three, like I a little a little bit less so. Yeah, so this film sees John Wick directly after, much like the first, much like the second film. We now meet, we are catching up with John Wick directly after the events of the last film. Uh, we are still within his hour time limit that uh, Winston gave him for the second film, and crazy, he is crazy couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, well, they say it's only been like a week. It had to be a little bit more time because John Wick has a second dog in John Wick Two. Yeah, but he gets the dog after uh, he gets the dog from John Wick One. He steals it from his from the guy he killed. Right. So he. But goes, I mean, like he he there's some there's some time. It's yeah. Not a lot because he like he like recovers that part of his house and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and he gets a little resettled, and then mm-hmm. then everything goes wrong. Yeah, I think we're I think uh, in this film they say it's only been like. I thought they said a couple weeks. I they think said, they, said they said a couple weeks. No, she says a week. Uh, no, like, just this past week alone, he killed someone for a dog and a car. Uh, no, that's different. No, no, no. Just this last week uh, is when he went against the the people at the head of the table. That's what they said. But like, it it was a couple of weeks ago that he started this because of a puppy. N- no. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but. Uh, I don't think all of this happened in a week. Agitator says to the sushi guy, I forgot the bald, the bald headed guy, uh, just this past week alone, he says, I know a dog and a car. And I think that's what we're led to believe is it's only been a week. And I could buy that. These films take place right, right after the other. I could buy it's only been like seven days. All right. It's not worth arguing about. Um, Anyway, he's excommunicado, $14 million bounty. I think the first 30 minutes of this film is incredible. I think the first. Uh, almost hour is incredible. I think I think there's a lot of this film in the beginning, specifically the fight in the library. That's really fun and really cool. Uh, he kills a guy with a book. Ernest, the the, the eight foot tall <laughs> basketball player. I think Sparks. Sparks you told said me. you said he was a basketball player. Who he can is a basketball player. Dunk without uh, he moving. Yeah, he can dunk through a hoop without leaving the ground. He's like Andre Jesus. the Giant's son. Oh my god. I know. It, it reminded me. He of can Andre just reach the Giant. up and do it. Jesus. Um, so just, just like real quick, just like the dude's so big, he's just literally palming John Wick's face just to keep yeah. him away like a child. He's just, he's just shush and then slams him into a bunch of yeah. bookshelves. Yeah, uh, yeah. The opening fight's like, oh, but I know what we're getting into. All right, baby, this is great. Yeah. Then once he's excommunicado, uh, he, he a bunch of people fight him in, in a in like a knife in like an it's antique like a, shop. Or yeah, something. it's like a knife museum. Yeah, perfect place to have and a fight. I, I love they just keep breaking glasses, they're throwing knives at each other. Dude's dude gets like eight knives thrown into him. It's, it's so ridiculous. Good, it's so good. And then he sla- he kills a guy with a with a horse. He kills two guys with a horse. Slaps that ass. Kill, makes him kick. Yeah, yeah. So good. Such great action. And that's what I talk about. Like for the for what uh, that's why I like about I think the that's second probably film. the best action time of the whole film. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Uh, because you know we're moving. It's moving. It's inventive. Mm-hmm. It's different. We haven't seen this before, and it's paced very well. Yeah, which is probably what I meant by I said it moving. <laughs> Just gonna reinforce that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but once we get to and uh, you know we still get the world, we get his origins a little bit, like where he came from. He's a gypsy boy. Uh, he's an he's an orphan. Do you, know, um, you guys you remember his original name? No. Jadenia uh, Jovanovic. Jadani Jovan Jovanovic. Jadani Jovanovic. I'm okay. looking right there at. There you it. go. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's his original name. Uh, what I like about these films, and, and Ryan, as you said, uh, we always get little nuggets, little more, little bit more of the world. Yeah, they don't they don't throw way too much at you. It's always like it's like here's small nu- small nuggets to create the whole platter. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, probably by the end of this franchise, we'll have a very good picture of the world. But you know, you especially don't... with that TV show coming out. Yeah. Oh, that's right, the Continental Ooh, TV series. Oh boy. Yeah. 
Looking forward to that. The comic was a prequel, and it was fine. Didn't yeah, Greg did, Pack did that. Yeah, didn't well, didn't reveal too much. It's kind of the problem with like the Spider-Man comic we were we didn't talk about, but like the idea is that you know what can you do? Yeah, really, you the, can't do you, anything. A sequel is still just going to be a, a, a small side story. Yeah, you can't do a true sequel in the comic form for a video game. Unless that big. the right. unless the movie is not coming. Yeah, you can't do anything. John Wick Four is definitely probably coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely, uh, probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, money it's made. Oh boy. Well, let's let's talk let's talk about. It. I think I think this film more so than the first two because I think the first two have a beginning, middle, and end. They they move. There's the momentum to the story. Um, they have stakes. Whereas the this one feels like well, there is momentum. The momentum is to get to four. I do agree. It is set up, but but the other two weren't set up. So like, if this is the if this is what we had to get to get to the overall bigger narrative, I still think this movie like works for the most part. Sure. I do I, agree it's set up. Yeah, and I, I think that's um I think that's what takes it down a notch. Now, spoiler yeah, yeah. alert. Yeah. We're all going to give it a high score, I'm I'm yeah. assuming. Um, and I and again, I agree, especially like what they what the stuff they do with Winston, I think it's super interesting and yeah. like if they pay that off in 4 with him being like a potential bad guy, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So Winston uh since you went there, Winston yeah, betrays sorry, yeah. John Wick at the end of this film. Yeah, it's ah. Um, really rough because we like Winston. We've followed yes. Winston for three films now, yeah. and we love Ian McShane, and we love Ian yep. McShane. And he betrays him. Um, and Ryan and I, you and I, speculated that perhaps he's making a play to be the leader of the high table, yeah. the elder. Yeah, uh, he's gonna get John to t- do the dirty work for him. Yeah, and then he just like winds out on top because like, oh, um, sneaky snake. Lawrence Fishburne is um, is alive at the end of this film. He yeah, was, he was presumed dead earlier. So, oh, so. We're, Kind of jumping ahead. So there's this character called the Adjudicator, and she represents the Adjudicator. High Sorry, Adjudicator. It's a crazy word. Uh, it is excommunicado. Yeah. Played by Asia Kate Dillon, who's bina- uh, non-binary and uh, started in Billions cool. on Showtime. That TV show, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, John's excommunicado, and this it's his journey to uh, kill everyone, and then he doesn't want to be excommunicado anymore, yeah. so he has to go to the desert. <laughs> he has to go to the desert to find... He wants to go to the desert to find the elder. To be found. To be found. To be found by yeah. the elder, who... Uh, we're led to believe is the one above all is that he he runs the high like, table. Yeah, he started this guild of assassins, or is like the, is the leader of this guild of yeah, assassins. Yeah, I don't think started because I think we're led to no, believe yeah. it's a lot more ancient yeah, than, yeah. than this twenty year old uh, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's at least twenty five. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so he goes to like the leader. And he's like, "Okay, John, you're pretty dope, and we would like for you to kill a, kill it for us. So, like, give us your finger and give me your wife's ring." Surely there are better <laughs> ways to take off a fi- to take nah, off a, a ring. That's exactly what that the thing was for—to get your hand stabbed, and then the blood filled in the circle. It's pretty cool. Oh, is that what that was? It was like filling in like a design. Okay. Yeah. Because I was a little confused. It was like, like, why did he need to remove the finger? Uh, to, to show your loyalty, man. Also, think he wanted the 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 ring. To like, oh, you want to remember your wife? I'm gonna remember. Take it. off the ring. Nah, you gotta cut that finger. You gotta off. cut the finger off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne has a funny line. Oh, damn! They took your finger. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. A yeah, lot. Lord Fishburne is a, is a quirky, crazy guy. He runs. He runs the, the homeless, Bowery. The Bowery, which is just like the interconnected homeless society, yeah. which is still super and a, a bunch of idea. pigeons and a bunch of pigeons. The ent- the entertainment super flyway. Oh, that was such a good idea. It's like this is my internet. Like yeah. no IP address. You can't trace me. Like th- can't hack me. Can't hack me. Yeah. That's actually pretty, pretty uh, Jason smart. Jason Manzoukas as the, as the TikTok man. Man, I know that guy. He wrote, <laughs> he wrote. What's the um, Ice Cube Kevin uh, 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 gig ride along? Yeah. He wrote the movie Ride, ride along. along, and he mm-hmm. got super rich off that. And now he just does whatever he wants. So he does. How does this, how does this get made? The podcast. Yeah. Uh, and he just. I know him from listening to him on a podcast He's talking a, about movies. He had a 
guest stint on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh-huh. There you go. It's just funny to see this guy who's a comedian just be this crazy homeless and guy. And you know what? Going back to like the second one, what I love so much about the second one and, of in the in this one in the first couple minutes, uh, the first thirty minutes, first hour, whatever you want to say, uh, he there are people. And it's not everyone, but there are people that w- when he walks by will turn and look at him yeah. mm-hmm. as they're doing a thing. Everyone's an assassin. And it's like it's the people like singing outside of the library. They tur- they're watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this crazy homeless man just takes out this really nice watch. He goes, TikTok, Mr. Wick. <laughs> TikTok. I-, I love the just like, don't dilly dally. I love, I love again, the world building. That's why I love this franchise so much because it's like they don't throw it in your face. You just have to like discover it as it comes along. And like. Every but there's like so many assassins in the world, and it's just it's so nuts to think that there's this entire like it's not yeah. like it's not like Harry Potter where it's like oh it's like kids of magic no it's a bunch of murderers living like in society it's like it's spooky it's Harry spooky. Potter for murderers uh, I like the doctor yeah me too who's, the key master uh, who's from like, the Matrix you got five minutes and it's like uh, okay yeah. <laughs> it's like okay fine uh, wait they'll never believe I stopped shoot me here right here yeah the doctor gets shot twice because. He needs to make sure, like, oh, I really want to help you, John Wick, but I don't want to die. So yeah. can he shoot me? I like people like John Wick. John Wick's a nice guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's, he's a, a lot of he's people. a murderer, but he's a an honorable man. Um, I think the cinematography in these last two films specifically are beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't the know the way they use lighting in these films are and great. mirrors and reflections. Like I didn't think they could top. Or I don't know if they did top the the mirror reflection scene in the second. I one. don't think they did. But they definitely tried some cool sh- shit with it. Yeah. Where I'm like, you guys just really like mirrors and reflections. Yeah, and I was talking. Um, the idea, you know, um, and we'll talk about it uh, a little bit. Let's talk about it right now. Uh, there are two action sequences. I'm sorry. I'm trying okay. to go through all this. Go on. There are two action sequences that I think go a little too long. One of them is the, the final uh, the final action sequence in the uh, in the Continental. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I think one of the things, but the things I'd like in that sequence, and I didn't expect this to happen, are the character moments in between. Like John w- running into the vault and being like, I need more ammo. The yeah. Armor piercing, like what the hell? It's the first time uh, the concierge has been given a name. His name's Pierrot. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, he yeah. A, he's a character. He keeps try- he, he takes care of the dog. Yeah, he's he's a cool guy, and then um, he starts shooting fools. Like, and then the, another character moment I like is when he's fighting the Asian guys uh, up there, and they're like, we we're big fans, Mister. Oh Wick. my god, those are the guys from the Raid movies. Yeah. Oh my god, they're they're su- big fans. Yeah, they're super fans, and um uh uh the what, I keep forgetting America Ninja Warrior, not American Ninja Warrior. Um, Iron Chef. Iron Chef of America is in this movie, and. Every time I see him, I lose my mind because he's just a super fan of John Wick. Yeah. And he's dying, and he's like, oh, that's a pretty good fight, John Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good fight, right, John? <laughs> like that. that I'll just go come, I'll catch up. I'll catch my breath. No, you won't. Yeah. Yeah, That I, the, the little the ninja super fans were probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. I we love get, them. This this movie did a lot of good, good like, uh, showing you somewhere, and then all of a sudden a dude pops out. Yeah. With oh, its ninja stuff. So many ninjas. Rather than it feeling like... And ninjas, they just come out of places. It yeah. was like, no, no, no. We like we hid them, and then you see them. I, uh, Lots of shadows. when they're when they're attacking the ballet. Yeah, that sequence is real cool. Yeah. Every yeah. time they did that, because they did that to multiple places, uh, like the ninjas just show up, start wrecking shop, and you're like, oh man, these guys are serious. Yeah. The whole the whole ballet section. Yeah, a lot of this movie does give you the reasons to hate the high table. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're, and I we're, bet there are going to be a bunch of famous people in the next movie. <laughs> I really hope so. Yeah. I, like I know it's I know it might be distracting, but I love stunt casting. Yeah, which is why when I was talking about the elder, I was like, I want you stunt cast the elder. Yeah, like give me a name to be like, oh shit, yeah. this guy's in this see, movie. I think Angelica so, Houston was kind of stunt casting, and then also sure. having Braun was stunt yeah casting. Jerome Flynn. Yeah, Jerome yeah. Flynn. See, I I'm cool with like that kind of thing. To be honest with you, I don't need it to be like big big names. I, is something on the level of honestly common. Yeah, who I missed in this movie. Yeah, me too. Um, I've me never too. said that before. But, 
before in my life I miss right. Common. <laughs> right. He but, was really fun in the last yeah. one. That, that's the thing is like getting random like weird Iron, Iron Chef of America. Like get him in here. Yeah. Yeah. Jerome Flynn who comes from Game of Thrones. He's the... Uh, I forget his name, but he's the the boss of Halle Berry's he's, character. He was the owner of the, uh, the Continental, and then in Casablanca, now he makes the coins or, so, yeah. or whatever right. his job is. Uh, so, th- so that's him, and he's awesome. And just having him for that moment was really fun. So, I think actors like that, yeah, that level is still, you know, people who are like y- y- they're kind of recognizable, but they could throw their weight around. Yeah, uh, that's that's awesome. I don't need like you know. Liam Neeson no to be somebody not. in the but you get what I mean yeah. like like uh, there's a level there's a degree to like oh yeah that's awesome but I don't want like Harrison Ford showing up in this yeah. or something like that and I don't mean like specifically those people I don't I don't need those big names yeah and I'll, and I'll tell you what um like if if we get to the high table and every single person there is like a lister yeah. I don't I don't want that sure yeah. um because uh, Keanu's worked a lot of stunt people and, yeah. and he's directed a couple of his own movies yo what? sorry go, oh, go on ahead. what if the top the uh, the high table is uh, Tom Cruise. Oh shit! <laughs> I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say Hugo Weaving. No, no. I think you were gonna say well, Hugo Weaving. Tom Cruise <laughs> stunts. Oh god. Oh my god. Stunts. That's, that's the, why. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was. I was like, why not Hugo Weaving? Uh, it could be uh, honestly. I, I'll when I see because this isn't the Matrix again. Hey, we're do- we got Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> I know we have Lawrence Fishburne. This isn't the Matrix in again. a role he's clearly having fun in. <laughs> god. I don't even. I, Man, I just know I'll, I'll love it when I'll see MVP, it. MVP. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is having a blast. Yeah, uh, I will say uh, Halle Berry. I haven't seen her. Yes. be this good or uh-huh. have fun in uh, a long time uh, ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, a long, a long, long time. It's been a while. Like, I loved Halle Berry in this. No, movie. this this definitely made me go. Oh, I want Halle Berry in movies again, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want Halle Berry in in like roles that she's passionate about again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun like, fact: uh, she trained with those dogs for six months. Uh, and those dogs were actually vicious. And in an interview with Stephen Colbert, Keanu Reeves said, I was not supposed to look those dogs in the eye. That's what the dog trainer told me because they were truly vicious and they only responded to Hallie and all of her commands. Jeez. So those dogs were actually vicious and Hallie had like actual command over all those dogs in all those scenes. She's actually yelling and doing all the dog stuff. That's really awesome. It's, yeah. it's really cool. I like the bit where she shoots the where she shoots the guy and, and he's like, he shot my dog. And Keanu's like, I get it. No, yeah, I get it. I yeah, get yeah, it. yeah. Um, yeah, we there's a lot of um, a lot of nut shots. That's yeah. There's a lot of there are a lot of moments where either Keanu or those dogs yep. are going for the balls. Yeah. Um, the dogs I get because like that's like when you're gonna attack a huge uh, dude. But talk about like go, you know what well, said a little bit re- repetitive. Okay, we shoot a guy. Dog goes for the yep. balls. Shoot a guy. Dog goes for the balls. Nah, that's not fair. The dogs didn't go for the balls that often. They did go for like the legs and drag them and yeah. things like that, or, they, or wherever they got, they, they kept on it. Sure. The they hands them. that were holding guns. Yeah, yeah. They gra- they bit they would luck. take those. Smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, like nuts, like that happened three times. Let's not go but, but crazy. What I, but what I'm using that as an example to say that no, no, know, no. Especially no, the bit in, in Morocco, the Casablanca sequence. Um, I feel like could have been. I wish it was less repetitive. Maybe not. Like you know, keep it long, but give me some variety. Give me some more variety. It it just feels like we're we're getting to a point where it's like, okay, I've seen this before. Can we I, do something I, else? I I will agree. Like because like after seeing because like there are like the cool action scenes like the knife fights yeah. or stuff like that. But there are when it's just dudes like shooting each other. Like we've seen John Wick and John Wick Two. Like there is a lot of that. So I can't agree. In specific instances, it is it is a lot. 
but uh, it still shot so well, mm. and it still looks better than every other action movie I've made. That, yeah. like, it's hard it's, for me to like, like, oh, it's more of I mean, this. I don't but this, this kind of goes back. Look good. But no, this kind of goes back to like what I was uh, saying, like why John Wick One is so good to me is that at a certain point in Casablanca, they're just like killing dudes who I don't see their faces and I don't care. Yes. And so at a certain point, I'm like, this is going a little long. Yeah. And and this is the first movie where I really felt that where I went. This has been happening for a while. I'm ready to move on to the next beat. I, I'll even um, agree with that. Yeah. And 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 uh, that's a a matter of like I think if you are going to have action scenes that long, you've got to have like a reason to be rooting against the guys. Like e- even through that Casablanca scene, for example, have like one of the other dudes or even Jerome Flynn who had shot at the dog be somebody they're chasing down. Yeah, yeah. So you're rooting for that person to get caught even in the midst of all the action. But there was no like target focus to be like, oh, but we got to get that guy because yeah, yeah. man, f that guy. Yeah. I, and you uh, didn't have any of that character connection. I actually don't really have a huge problem with the Continental fight because I think it's so funny and interesting that like they're all super armored. Yeah, so yeah. John's just wasting dozens of shots not killing anyone. And he's like he has to come back and like I need more I need more firepower baby. I that, need armor piercing that, rounds. That actually didn't bother me at all. I yeah. felt like um some of the ninja stuff went uh yeah. before the last two dudes before Iron Chef. I yeah. will say it uh, did that feel like a, a little video game long. sequence. Like, wow, this level's taking a really long time. Yeah, I will yeah. agree with that. No, I won't. I, I don't think when he's fighting the high table people, I I think uh, we get a little. It's 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 just a tad long. Yeah. Uh, the primary instance is what Spark said. Is the is the ninja stuff that is like, it's the ch- it's the dudes this. before the two dudes who do have character yeah. beats because I'm invested in that fight because they had character beats. Yeah. But then there's like those three before that, and I'm like. All right, but like I know there's still some yeah, other you, dudes. You like this is them, going a while. Yeah. If you cut them out and just make it the two or fans, cut them, cut them shorter. Yeah, uh, you, you don't, don't need to cut them out because I thought like kicking him through every glass pane thing was, yeah. was great. And like and awesome, those yeah. when those two dudes are killed, like when he slams the blade against the glass and then shoves the guy against the other guy's blade to slit his throat. Yeah, that's really great. That's a cool um, one. It, it just went a little long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, I go I, the armor piercing rounds was was cool, especially when they start getting like the shotguns. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Brutal. you just uh, you, you just kind of get to a point where it is starting to feel repetitive. And look, it's a fr- action franchise that has now have three movies. You are going to you are going to see the similar beats. But there's a there's a reason why I say like, oh, I kind of miss Common. Common, I cared when he was fighting John Wick, mm-hmm. and I think that if you are going to keep some of these longer fight scenes, you need to have someone in it that even those two dudes who were like we're fans there's some kind of character relation and to it. And it's funny because like the raid movies have specifically like really extended long fight sequences so you could have cut out a couple guys and just made their fight much longer and be like a really emotional like we're fighting our we're fighting our hero sure, John sure, Wick. Sure. Just make that scene longer and cut out the other side. I'm like right. that would have been more Yeah yeah and, and more that, that's, that. that's yeah. really where John Wick Three ever loses me is yep. just like it's it's a few too many bodies that it's mean excessive, nothing to me, which is a weird thing to say when like the uh, the franchise is about him killing lots of people, but yeah, at yeah. times it does feel a little excessive. Yeah, because yeah. like he can kill lots of people, but I need to feel like I I, I a reason for I'm it. feeling something for yeah. for not like sympathy or anything, but like I'm feeling something for the fact that he the, is defeating yeah. these dudes instead like of just like these are guys. these are fodder men. Yeah, I feel the first thirty guys, but then it's like once we get like sixty, and like. I no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and you know, going back to the second one, um, like I, I, I do feel like there are stakes in the second one. Uh, you know, he is forced back in by this guy who blows up his house, and yeah. now he wants revenge because he's now lost everything. Yeah, 
uh, that was related to his wife. And the shootout uh, at like the rave, like after after his sister kills herself. Yeah, that's still, like in, in the, yes. on the grounds. Uh-huh. It's still like the coolest thing in John Wick. I and, think. Even, right. and even when Common is when they're in the crowded place and they're just shooting at each other, yeah. Common and him are just shooting at each other from the balcony. Beep, 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 beep. That's so cool. Yeah, right. That's a lot of fun. There are yeah. character beats. You have you have a character like Common yeah. who you like and are interested in. Yeah, I think I I want to say that's a weird sentence to say about Common. I know I've never been so positive. <laughs> um, I want to say it's not a common phrase. Oh, that they're they're setting this up to be like a big like confrontation between Winston and and whoever the high table is. So I want to say I I wholeheartedly believe that the next film is the Continental versus the high table yeah. with John Wick in the middle. Yeah, I think that sounds really cool. Um, and I and hopefully uh well not no, I don't think right off the bat because high table and Continental are on the same no, side. No, but I think that's what Ian McShane is playing at. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. but John Wick's coming for him right now. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be really interesting, and I hope it's. Uh, I hope it is more personal. And like, I, I, I don't want to say like I want to see less people die, but like, just make me care about it more. Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know. I said that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just filling space. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I. If if Ian McShane's only ploy is that. All right, I betrayed John Wick, and now I get to run the Continental, and he didn't expect John Wick to do anything past that point. Then I feel like he's uncharacteristically dumb in comparison yeah. to previous outings and and yeah, most yeah. of the film up to that point. Because I, either because either that's a bad move, or you should have shot him in the head. Like just having him go over the building isn't sad, isn't good enough, and you should know that. I think I think. I think he's playing a con. That'd be I want, nice. I think the the filmmakers and the writers are smart enough to know like Winston's <clears> not stupid. I think I think I, so. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh the adjudicator is another example of like kind of putting in that I I know they're non-binary, but um putting in that same kind of role as Ruby Rose in the second one where I feel like you are not handling these kind of characters very well. You have a cool You're not character. giving them enough to do. They're underutilized. Yes. Yeah. Cuz uh, like she she's supposed to be and like I personally I didn't I didn't always feel the intimidation that I was supposed to feel. Right. Cuz like also like I I didn't expect her to be like an action star or anything, but like sure for her to be that powerful, I need to sh- you to show me that. Right. Like she didn't do anything besides just talk in the movie. And I'm like, this is an action movie. I need a little something. Yeah. For me. Uh, for I, me. I, I do need more, especially after the way I felt Ruby Rose was poorly used. Yeah. In the second film. Yeah. Which sure. is another reason why I like the first film. I just don't have any things like that. Mm-hmm. And the second film. The I first did. one's so tight. Yeah. Super tight. Yeah. The first <laughs> film is very tight. Yep. I just think that the, um, I don't like how stylized the second one is. I do too. I think it's like like the like the perfect sequel as in like doing what you need to do for a sequel to move it forward and yeah. not being yeah. too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I got nothing else. No, honestly. I'm I mean this is like one of the weirdest like I have a I like I'm not I don't love it but I love it. Just cuz like I find the elder underwhelming and strange. I don't at all. The, yes, I do too. Can you elaborate maybe help me figure out why I feel uh, that way? Uh I just I don't know what he gains being out in the desert like that. Here's here's what I what I was thinking. Um, I'm very ignorant on geography, right? But wherever, where's that? Do you know where that's supposed to be? Do he's, we know? Well, he's in the Moroccan desert. Okay, so yeah. somewhere. Okay, so uh, the assassins organization, whatever, has been going around for hundreds of thousands of years. Sure, probably, sure. Right. Wherever that's where it started. Yeah. And that's just like where that's just they never expanded out. I think it's weird to have this. I uh, just like just like you were saying about the adjudicator. 
I felt no real impression of Gravitas from him as a person. Yeah. I'm not knocking the actor for that yeah, yeah, either. Yeah. I think that's a writing thing. I think he's and just presentation. And he's supposed to be the guy above the high table. We haven't even seen the, all of the high table yet. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not even impressed by him. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. When I when I saw him, and I, the first and second time I saw him, I'm like, oh, is that is that it? Oh, okay. Which makes me think... Almost like in a snook way, like he's actually not supposed to be that important. He's just like for the for the movie, like they make it seem like it's a big thing. It's like it's, it's right, but whatever. if they if they frame the high table as the as it, yeah, and then he's above the high table, yeah, like, that's sh- he should be framed. That's what I mean. It's like it, yeah. it. I'm not like so anti it, but it definitely didn't. It felt weird. No, I, I, yeah. I see what you're seeing. It does. It does. It, that's why I said in, in the car yeah. coming back. I, I kind of wish there was an actor with more gravitas. Yeah. yeah. But perhaps what I wanted is the film to. But I don't. Even, the right. Atmosphere. I don't even think it's the actor's fault. I think that the, the writing of it itself just yeah. has this feeling of like I feel like we've met more imposing, important figures, Honestly, yeah, and you're supposed to be the highest of the high. When yeah. the agitator, agitator, adju- adju- adjudicator. adjudicator, when she come, when they come in, uh, I felt that more than i felt the uh elder and and even then that was still not quite as much as you want it to be so that's that's why i'm like this yeah. is the this if this is the dude above the high table who we haven't even met i'm not super impressed yeah. it makes me wonder if like again this is something like they might like they might be setting up at the sequel but like he's almost like the queen where it's just like it's like a like a royal leader which is which is fine with me yeah. um it's with just the other act the, the, the but, table's actually the important which ones. is great but again like that's something that we'll find out in a later film in this film alone no, yeah, it yeah. feels Lackluster. No, I agree. I'm just I'm, I'm and curious. That's, and that's the thing, you know, that goes to what I was talking about. It feels a little underwhelming that this film was just set up for four. Yeah. Because I didn't feel that way in two. Yeah. Like whenever we met someone, there was gravitas and there was weight and there was that was the story that two was telling. Now four feels like prelude to the three feels like prelude to four. Yeah. And if it and if we are meeting this this uh this elder to be better in the fourth one, I kind of wish we had gotten that now. Yeah. Sure. I, I could see that. Yeah. If that makes any sense, no, it doesn't make lost sense. Track of the no, sentence. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I did like uh, that this film plays off on the fact that uh, John had a marker too, because mm-hmm. he had one out on him. And he had one out on Hallie. Yeah, uh, I thought that was really. good. I did like the idea that like, you can't shoot the bearer of your marker. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that too. And ha- and like Halle Berry gives like a really like powerful scene of like like my about do- what he did for her daughter. Yeah, like so I bet John killed a bunch of people and got his daughter at got her daughter out of there. He put he put her daughter somewhere. Yeah. He he is the only person who knows where she is. Is the implication yeah. I got? And I then, got that and the then she says, "Love will get you killed." Yeah, that's, that's so true. I'm like, man, I really like that. Yeah, Halle Berry's really good. She's really good in this. I yeah, like she was fantastic. She's got an Oscar. She looks. Need more movies. Yeah, she looks. You great. can't kill yeah. the bearer of your marker. I didn't kill you. I shot you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. And even when she starts to take it, I was like, "Don't you dare." Yeah. Don't you dare do that. Yeah. I, Don't I pull love, out the marker. I yeah. love how they they play that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All the character stuff, like uh, I was pretty on board with, like all like the little characters. I do wish we had more, like a comet or just a couple more. Uh, I could have honestly used more of the the silly ninja guys. Like I thought. Sure. I thought he was just he was not the character I was expecting. Like the second he turned into Phil Coulson super fan, like oh Captain America, I have your trading cards. I'm like oh John Wick, I love you so much. I can't wait to battle you. It's so yeah. fun. How, how much time do you think passes between this and the next one? Oh, I feel like it's got to be like at least a he week. He fell off a building. He's got to he, recover. He's got to recover from <laughs> he falling ha- off he a building. He has not recovered for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From some serious injuries. Three movies of nonsense have happened to this and, guy. Well, he there's at least a break between the beginning, the end of one and the beginning yeah. of two. Yeah. Uh, it, when he he gets approached by Santino. Yeah. But then after that, like he's had just 
terrible things happening yeah. to him. Um, so I feel like we're we're due him getting a little Didn't bit of rest. Didn't he get hit by like three cars in like one scene? <laughs> yes. Yep. Like, Jesus. Two cars, but yeah. Two cars, yeah. man. Yeah, he, he fell off a building. He deserves a little bit of a breath. A little R&R. Yeah, 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 a little bit a little bit of breathing room yeah, for John I love, Wick. I love, uh, I love Lawrence Fishburne's whole thing. He's like, are you pissed, John? Because yeah. I'm pissed yeah. off. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne was the king of the pigeons. Now he's the king of the rats. That's a cool, I love him. A cool reversal. I yeah. love him so much. I, yeah. li- I really like him a lot. There's a John Wick video game coming out soon. It looks pretty cool. It's an indie game, but it's a it's like a puzzle shooter. I'm excited for that TV series. Yeah, man. I look, I'm I, I'm still on board with this franchise. I'm excited. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, all right. Should we give it a rating? Final thoughts and rate? Yeah. I went with uh, uh, Ryan before, so let's sparks. Uh, yeah. I I'm I'm really into this John Wick franchise. Um, I'm glad. I have. My, I, I guess I have the most gripes of any of the films with this one, but I, that, me too. but that still doesn't um, take it into like bad film territory. Uh, it's just merely uh, e- these things. I wish were touched up a little better, and hopefully John Wick Four will will bring more. I definitely feel like this one, while the second one set up the third one quite a lot, this one definitely hangs a lot of it. The promise of its of its uh, narrative on what the next one does. Whereas the second one kind of still works this is on like, its own yeah. and then leads into the events of another. This very much is like, y- y- you know, like the, the payoff of all these things is still coming and you, you feel this that. This isn't a Marvel movie, John Wick. What are you doing? Yeah, but but it does feel that way. So um, having to wait for that. Yeah, what would you give it? Rating? Uh, I still thought everything was really good. I was going to say some positives. Oh. I still thought that everything was really good. I, uh, the action's great. A lot of really fun character moments. A lot of great actors appearing in this and interesting places uh Halle Berry I think is a shining star in the film mm-hmm. um really great to see her again I hope they utilize her uh again in the future I hope this actually kickstarts more for her career in general yeah. uh I really enjoyed it I would give it um, a nine. Oh wow that's actually a lot higher than I expected hell yeah um Ryan Oh, it's me. Yeah, uh, I love the John Wick franchise. Uh, it's it just speaks to me. Like, if I can make action movies, this is the type of action movie I would make. Like, it, it's it's so cinematically well done. And like, when I think of like mo- modern regular action movies, it's so it's so framey and it's so messy. And I always know what's going on in John Wick, and that's why I appreciate it so much. Uh, this isn't my favorite John Wick, but I also still love it because it's John Wick. I also give it a nine. Uh, this is the worst of a trilogy, and it's a nine out of ten. That's you can't say that with a lot of movies. All right. I don't think I'd go a nine because uh, I would give two a nine, uh, probably one a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, gun to my head, yeah. um, and I do think this is the worst of the three uh, where I'm sitting right now. Uh, I echo everything you guys said, so it doesn't really make sense for me to repeat it all. Um, I would pr- probably give it, probably give it an eight. That's still a good score on a on a different day. Like for example, I saw it the other day. I wasn't as I wasn't as happy with it uh, as it was the second time I saw it. I was leaning more to a seven. Um, I think I'd probably give it an eight at this point. Hmm. Uh, probably seven point five given the day, but I'm I'm good with an eight. Eight out of ten. Good score. All right, shall we get into our book club then? Snick. Oh yeah. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd uh, Comic Shop. Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any books? Uh, can you be a little more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, then time now for our book club. Ryan, take it away. Oh, man, I wasn't ready. I was going to try to read some. Okay, anyway, never mind. Uh, so I chose, um, 
I I just like Marvel, and I was wanting to read something Marvel-y. And I haven't read this book since it came out in like 2016 or whatever when Secret Wars was happening. That was three years ago. Holy crap. Can you explain a little bit of Secret Wars? Yes, I can. The multiverse was destroyed. Earth six one six and Earth sixteen ten um, tried to stop it, but they couldn't be. But they couldn't stop it. So then, Battle World was formed by the glorious Lord Victor Von Doom. Battle World is a patchwork planet of every dimension that is left on one giant planet. So the Civil War universe is happening in this co- continent. Uh, the how ha- like ev- like uh, you guys read some of them. Ghost Racers. There's nope. Thor's. You didn't read none of them. Uh, imagine every multiverse well, combined on the one planet. Right. So what was interesting about about Secret Wars, and we'll get into this kind of good. Good uh, lead into what we're going to talk about. What was interesting about Secret Wars is that at the time Marvel canceled their entire line, so all so the only thing they were putting out were Secret Wars tie-ins. Yep. So it wasn't like a title just ended; it became part of Secret Wars. There, there was an Ultimate uh, Comics one that was like the final Ultimates book for Secret Wars. There was uh, there's like a Spider-Man one. There's but if you're so reading many. if you're reading Ghost Ghost Rider. You went to Ghost Racers. Yep. If you were reading Thor, you went to Thor's. Like yep. each kind of each each thing had a version of, of it in Secret Wars. Sure, Thor's is a murder mystery about every Jane Foster in the universe in the multiverse getting murdered, and Thor's have to go investigate. And it's um it's uh, Ultimate Thor and Betty Rabel. Yep, as partners. Yep, yep, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, so this so Secret Wars was was great about Secret Wars. What um I really like about Secret Wars is that the tie-ins weren't necessary. To read, they were fun. They were fun little t- little things. I like the Planet Hulk one, but they oh, weren't. the Planet Hulk one had uh, Gladiator Steve Rogers riding Devil Dinosaur. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. So when you read these, it didn't hurt. It didn't impact. It was just a story happening at it's the just same a fun, time. This is the only time where you can have. Hey, this is a bunch of multiversal stories just for fun. The only story you needed to read was the nine issue series, mm-hmm. and that was it. And that's what I appreciated about Secret Wars. Yes. Uh, one of the, and. Conversely, you didn't need to read that nine issue series to read any of these tie-ins. Yeah. You didn't need you didn't need that. So we go to Civil War two. Yeah. So Civil War War Zones was the trade. Uh, was yeah. The collected this um, trade. So this is basically just a what if the Civil War in you know the 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 two thousand six uh, Civil War never ended in Marvel Comics for about six years. For about for six years, yeah. Um, and it goes to really extreme places. Um, so in the final battle in Civil War, if things happen differently, um, T'Challa, Black Panther. Uh, tells uh, Captain America, hey, Tony's going to blow this prison that we're all trying to save people at, so we need to get everyone out. Uh, well, Tony hears that Captain America's the one who's going to blow From up the Maria prison. Hill. From Maria Hill. Here's that T'Challa set it off. Yeah, yeah. so T'Challa blows up all the Avengers, and uh, Cloak and Dagger, Cloak, who tries to teleport everyone out, yeah. he isn't able to save everyone, and as he's getting people out of, of the prison, which is exploding, the, the energy comes through him and kills 15 million people and, like, half of, of New York's Avengers. Yeah, so yep. it, it, was the, it was the inciting incident of Civil War on a massive on a, scale. On yeah. a huge scale. Like, it destroyed an entire city. Yeah. Um, and that fundamentally made the Civil War way worse. It made it, like, really bloody and, and really bad, and it turned into a true civil war where it divided the actual country. Literally split the country Literally in two. Literally split the country in two. So now we have President Tony Stark, who's old, and General Steve Rogers. And General Steve Rogers is the commander of the blue, and President uh, Tony Stark is the leader of the iron. Yeah. And it's the Old West versus the new totalitarian police we state. Get a, we get a sense of the... What I like about it is we get a sense of where each place is. Like, a powered individual is found... And the iron and Carol Danvers are like, hey, it's okay. You just need to be registered. A little girl is flying for the first time, yeah. You just need to be registered and you just need to be, you just need to be trained. Yeah. But it's okay. You can use your powers. And it's, and I love it because like, 
you know, Carol's conflicted. The little girl's like, am I like, am I in trouble? And she's like, oh, sweetie, you're not in trouble. You're just like, you need to know when you have powers, you need to be responsible. And she's like, oh, am I going to get taken away from my family? And the answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. And uh, and then. Yeah, and they just cut away from that conversation too. Yeah, they do. And then when you go to the blue, someone blows up a mountain and is like, hey, you got powers. Just, you know, don't kill anybody. Yeah, just be nice. If we see Cassie, stature. God, for, uh, skipping to the end, like the the splash pages of the battles where you see like giant stature. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my god, little Cassie Cassie Lang's grown up. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so it's so funny reading old comics and seeing stuff on the big screen. And Peter by the way. Parker, uh, we see Peter Parker. Yeah, not being Spider Man. Falcon, the new Falcon. Uh, Venom. I love Clint Barton. Venom. I, I this is the reason I love specifically Secret Wars because so many of these tie-in books uh, are their own multiverses where Wolverine's the Hulk, Clint is Venom. Does he look like Weapon H? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Weapon H. And that's Heavily pre. Influenced. That's pre all that stuff. So yeah. that's that's nonsense. But yeah, Wolverine being the Hulk is some s- truly savage, scary shit. Yeah, that is a scary Hulk, man. Uh, the blue has the Punishers. Yes. The Punishers, which are their their police force. Uh huh. They're led by Castle. Yeah. And the mutants. They control yeah. the mutants. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you've got uh uh the oh, there's a B word before, but bullseyes. Oh, the bullseye boys. The bullseye, the bullseye boys. boys. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so um, the uh, the Civil War has been going on for years, and Miriam Sharp, who is uh played by man, ah, uh, she's in Civil War. It's the she's the, she's the black character from uh black. Oh, I forget Viola Davis. Davis. Viola, is it Viola Davis? No, that's not Viola Davis. Um, oh, she's also in Luke Cage. I know. Hold on, I'm gonna Google Look it. it up. Yeah. Anyway, Ugh. Miriam Sharp. She's like, listen, I'm one of the inciting. I've is, got it, Brandon. Don't worry I'm one of the inciting is incidents of the Civil War. So I've asked Tony and Steve to talk with me. She lives in the center of the divide. Yeah, on the bridge, and she like her and these like these people build a bridge. So like, hey, we. Alfred Woodward. Thank you. Alfre I Woodward. thought that was it, but I wanted to double yeah, check. Yeah, Alfred Woodward. Thank you. Um, so that that character who is Miriam Sharp now in the co- in the comics. Um, she's like. I want to I want to help you know bring the unification again and I don't think it's possible we need to try so t- Steve and Tony they do and they come together and of course they start bickering as they do um, and then an assassination attempt is done and Miriam is killed and st- and Steve thinks it was for him Tony says like I had nothing to do with it the bullet came from your side Steve and Steve's like yeah of course you say that you son of a bitch uh, and of course it is the civil war it just keeps going yeah so I really like there's a sequence in this in this book where Tony is really just kind of like we didn't shoot that yeah we didn't fire that. I, I, and Steve is kind of like blinded in his rage um, and Tony and Tony tries to figure it out and he does this timeline of events from the inciting incident of, civil, of the Civil War to now yeah. and he's like what do you think so everything in green is just chance just chance actions shit lightning happens. in a bottle shit happens everything in red I doesn't make sense yeah I everything can't... in red happened at a convenient time and i can't make sense of it and jennifer's like so wait that means yeah someone's manipulating this oh yeah and uh jennifer walters she hulk is dating tony super awesome and she, she looks great yeah this is a great looking she hulk especially yeah. with her mohawk when she's in regular form yeah like a badass i like mohawk what she hulks out her, no, her hair nobody goes. will possibly recognize me nobody's seen me in years hey i think she will hulk just walked by <laughs> yeah. oh my god was, a freaking, was that she hulk yeah dude a drunk uh a uh, I think his name's uh, like Billy Baldwin or whatever it is. The guy- it's Baldwin, yeah. Baldwin, yeah. yeah. Like the uh, Robbie Baldwin, the kid who started the Civil War by ki- by killing 600 people in a school. <laughs> He's just like drunk in a bar. I'm like, is that She-Hulk? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I like and the Professor X uh, comes in and it's like, uh, shit. Oh, dude, that dude is like old and sad, and he's being used. Yeah, yeah. and like. 
it's so cool because like she's a, she's a lawyer and Charles Soule's a lawyer, so like he's like, yeah, I have to like believe my own lies. So that's why that's how I uh, that's how you win. That's how you win, and that's how you uh, work for criminals who are guilty. And I'm yeah. like, man, that's some dark shit, Charles Soule. Right, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Um, so basically, they they find out that you know through the investigation they find out something was something's wrong. Something yeah. is something has been manipulating the Civil War. Yeah. By the way, I want to know what the Century Incident was. Yeah. That cr- sounds real cool. Yeah, uh, uh, that's why I love it. It's just like it gives you a little moment. like, oh, this thing happened. This thing happened. I'm like, oh, oh, Doc Ock's legs controlling the corpse oh of Wilson God. Fisk. That's disgusting. Horrifying. And awesome, dude. I love that. And yeah. Clint Barton as Venom kills him. Man, that's just. It, I love that with elect- with with Daredevil's staff with that Electro was carrying as Electra Daredevil. Was carrying. And Electro was, was killed. killed. Yeah. Electro was killed. Uh, Matt Murdock was killed uh, in the in the inciting incident. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love the like. Yeah, Wilson Fisk ripped out Doc Ock's legs and and put them on him. But they liked Ock so much that they that they sent like a thousand volts and killed and killed him. But they needed someone. They need to, a host, so he's just a host. His dead he's bodies, like, like just ha- half his body is like torn off. You could see the guts, in de- his intestines, and it's like it's like a horror movie. And he's like Puny Parker. It's yeah, like, man, it's some spooky shit. That was that was one of my favorite sequences watching that that and the, the arms are designed so interestingly. Yeah. I yeah, it was so and weird. Not to mention Lionel Francis Yu. Uh, what a what an artist! Like the shit yeah, he does. Yeah, hundred percent. Like his line work. It's so it's so like gritty, and I love it specifically with these like big battles and like. Just like I'm thinking of like what the savage Wolverine looks like, and he's like, oh, like he's like, oh, um, he asked Captain America to do a fastball special, and that's where Captain America asked him, ask him, yeah, Yeah. and and he's like, you know, usually Colossus is the one who asks him. He's like, just do it, Wolverine. He's like, okay, whatever, just do it, Logan. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. that's like like predates uh, Weapon H by like three years. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's just when a good. I mean, I I still don't think it's like a great idea, but like the idea is there. I wonder if Charles Soule wrote was writing X Men at the time. This Maybe is a, it was his idea that he decided to Maybe. bring over. Because it's definitely a quick Greg Pack thing. Oh, is Th- it? Yeah. This is an awesome comic story, and uh, I'm glad you guys spo- liked it. spoiling the end of it now. Yeah. Um, the did you guys did you guys suspect the scroll thing? No idea. It's I had awesome. No clue. It's so so good. I'll tell you, my idea was way more out there because I was like, oh, this is chameleon. <laughs> You've got chameleon. I was like, I was like, what's like the weirdest thing this could be? And I'm like, what if chameleon just like got the one up on everyone? I'd be way into I'm that. the ultimate but villain. Then, but then started saying my people. And I went, oh, scrolls. So wait, so <laughs> was Secret Invasion after Civil War? Before. It was before. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. It was after. It was after. Okay, yeah. so this po- basically, Charles Soule created a world where the Civil War never ended, and the scrolls that were already embedded in Earth were stranded in yeah. this so, other event. So it's, this is, it's, it's rough. This is one of my favorite things, because my thing with the scrolls is always that, oh, yeah, you, but like, n- not that I'm not into scroll events, but like... Their tactics are always at a time when there's nothing else to focus on. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously they get beat because there's nothing else distracting enough, mm-hmm. and they're never convincing enough in the lie. But with this, they had the perfect ammo of like, yeah, we could do it because nobody's even suspecting the scrolls, yeah. and boom, there it is. Yeah. And, and I thought that was awesome that yeah. you get to have that story where it's like, yeah, if the scrolls just happen to do it at the right time, then it totally. This works. is a a civil war and a secret invasion sequel. Yeah, and it's awesome on both fronts. Yeah, I think this is I, like I, I, one of the things I really like about the Secret Wars tie-ins. But the ones that are like this, because there's a lot of like alternate reality things, but like stuff that take events and carry them over, like uh, renew your vows and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it 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 takes the idea. Okay, where's our where's our inciting incident? What happened after that that we can that either wouldn't have happened or would have happened differently? Yeah. And Charles Soule took Secret Invasion, being like, okay, Secret Invasion would have happened 
anyway. Yeah. But if the Civil War happened, kept going on, the Secret Invasion would have happened differently and t- tied that in. I really like that workaround. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to talk about it too much more, but like the... Like you know, the scrolls are are manipulating this huge uh, huge war. They're the ones in red. They're yeah. the ones who have been causing everything. Yeah. So Tony is realizing this, and he's like, "Okay, like, okay, we need to stop this." But poor Steve, he's just like, "Oh well, Tony's trying to take us out, and he's taking our resources, so we need to go to war." And he brings all of his armies, and he blows up the bridge <clears throat> right where Miriam Sharp lived, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "We need to make a stand." And I'm like, "Steve, no." Oh yeah. God, this is an actual civil war. I'm not ready for it. He, yeah, bl- yeah. He when they when they work together, uh, they they blow up a bomb that that Steve was working the on the bell curve bomb. Yeah, the bell curve bomb that yeah. was going to take away all superpowered that, people. Steve's like, how are we so blind to this? And Tony's like, they made us king, Steve. Yeah, yeah. it's some good shit. That's a really good line. Yeah, of course we were blind to it. Oh, uh, I took a picture of it. Uh, there's a whatever it takes reference in this book. There I is. It, I yeah. thought it was pretty good. Of course, yeah. it's Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man, <laughs> whatever calls. it takes. Hey, I really like the Iron Man suits in this. Yeah, I did I too. Like, I kind of like the translucent. Uh, the, the, the way you can see his face through the yeah. mask. Yeah. Yeah, I like those a lot. Uh, there's a small moment where uh, where Jennifer turns into She-Hulk and kisses uh, Tony, and he's like, "God, you're magnificent." Yeah, and I'm just, I love that. Like, we just this is the world we live in, where like a giant green lady can kiss the president. Yeah, that's just like to me. It's like, man, that's fucking cool comic books, dude. Well, she yeah. right before that, because why he says that is because she's like. Uh, He's like, you're gonna go down there and take them all on by yourself, and she's like, well, that isn't that what we used to be all about? Oh, that's that's such a good yeah. line too. Yeah, isn't it? That's what the <clears throat> Avengers used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it, I like seeing. So they blow up the bomb. Uh, what I was gonna say real quick, like one of my favorite things about that King's line is that it shows that under the right circumstances, even Steve can be corruptible. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wouldn't even know it. <clears throat> right when he doesn't know it, he can be corrupted. Yeah. So they blow up the bomb and everything's <clears throat> fine. I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, like he got rid yeah, yeah. of powers. Yeah, gets rid of everyone's powers. Uh, the scrolls were beaten because they couldn't shape shift. Also, yeah. kills a bunch of people because it's a bomb. And killed, I really like killed, uh, st- it killed Steve and Tony. Yeah, yeah. And I really like because uh, they were right at the epicenter. Yeah, I really like uh, them fighting up to that and knowing like, hey, we're gonna fix it because we're the ones who broke it. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Like, uh, if it, if Civil War were just its own contained story and there was no continued Marvel continuity, this is an awesome ending. Yeah. yeah. And um, like, even even Emma <clears throat> Frost telling everyone that this is what happened. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh shit! Everyone go. Everyone down. Everyone needs to be a hero right now, and it's like that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Peter and Peter and Jen Walters at the end talking with each other about what and Peter the, the Peter, aftermath of it. Peter and MJ were split up. Yeah, yeah. I really. And he's that. like, I gotta do everything I can. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be be whatever's left of me. Uh, real quick, Emma Frost, because like they, uh, Steve and Tony ask Emma <clears throat> to give a message to uh-huh. the entire world, yeah. saying, "Hey, this is all bullshit and scrolls." So Emma's like. Uh, Rogers and Stark just asked to t- ask me to ask every single person on that battlefield, including including some of the most powerful people in the world, that they've been pawns of alien ship shifters for years. Carol, years. I literally cannot wait to see what happens next. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like, I excited. got no horse in this race. This is hilarious. She's yeah. very excited to see what could happen. Um, in the final line, Peter is like, uh, uh, MJ's like, hey, do you know? Do you think Steve and Tony knew that? Like, it was they- uh, Jen. Jen, Jen, sorry, it was Jen and she's like, "Do you know Stephen Tony? They would die, and like all this would happen." And, she, and Peter's like, "You know what? I don't want to fight about it." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God. "It was a great ending." Yeah. And I, you can see they're they're literally repairing repairing the yeah. bridge, the, the, not just the bridge, the whole yeah, yeah. gap in the country. Uh-huh. They're, they're building over it. Yeah. Uh, this is this is honestly probably the best Secret Wars tie-in book. Um, and after rereading it, I'm like, "Dude, this is Charles Soule's so good at writing, especially when he has free reign to do what he wants." What like, was my favorite tie-in book. I really like the Planet Hulk, the Planet Hulk one. That is really cool. I think the yeah. art's way better than the actual story. 
Yeah. Uh, I think this is the perfect package of being a weird sequel, of being its own thing, doing uh, inversions of characters. Um, oh, Bucky still... was a scroll the whole time. Bucky being a scroll. Oh was yeah, awesome. yeah. Oh yeah. The, oh man, was Bucky even ever alive? And he's like, I don't know, Steve. Yeah. That's so rough. I don't know. Oh man, yeah, that was great stuff. I'm glad. Yeah. This, this book... was such a good like little Civil so War... story. And the thing is, like, I've never read Civil War. Yeah. And you I don't still... need to. The no, first page no. And I was you. still right here with this. I I never felt lost. This was such a good little self contained thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, glad, like, I'm really glad you guys liked it. Uh, I like this one a lot. It just made me like, oh, man, Charles is so good at comics. Uh, all right, so that should be it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep. All right, so it's my turn. I do know what I'm doing. Oh, you got it. Godzilla, the Half-Century War. Screonk. This is my favorite comic ever. Ooh. Um, you should get a tattoo of it. N- no. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite comic ever. This is Godzilla, the Half-Century War. You should get the War. little uh, Godzilla circle logo that they put on the back of all the DVDs and everything, oh just God. like right here on your shoulder. Put like on your nipple. It. There's always a Godzilla inside. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so yeah, this is by James Stokoe. Um, we did a Aliens at Orbit. He did this before. This was by IDW. Uh, I think the book is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the artwork is great. I'm very excited to read this in conjunction with Godzilla coming up. This is a 65th anniversary. Uh, this is... This was made for the for the sixtieth anniversary, but it's kind of it's done as if it's the fiftieth anniversary. Hmm. So I'm really excited for that. Heck yeah! So that'll be it. That'll be next week. Whoop whoop. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, let's get out of here. As you all know, we have a YouTube channel now. We sure do. Uh, we got some great content up there on the YouTube channel. Uh, Sparks, uh, Ryan, would you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh uh, boy, well, Game of Thrones is ending uh, tonight. Yep, and in just a matter of the next 48 hours, we'll definitely have our last fake nerds watch for Game of Thrones. Uh, night's watch is uh, And that will be it. And then we will be taking a break, as I said earlier in the podcast. Uh, just it looks two weeks. like uh, well, about like a week and a half. Week and a half? Yeah. Uh, we'll take about a. Well, yeah, about two weeks. Yeah, two week break, um, and then we'll be back with uh, Fake Nerds Watch watching Crud Man. the Swamp Thing series oh, dropping Man. on DC Universe, um, and so we'll keep that going while that series runs out. Yep, uh, Basement uh, Arcades every week still yep, coming out. Basement until Arcades it's done. dropping every week. Uh, gonna keep doing that for now. Um, there's talks of other things coming to YouTube, but we're long in the tooth and making of that. Uh, this Working on it. Podcast episode and old archive episodes will be making their way to YouTube over the next few weeks. Walking Very fast. cool. Very cool. Uh, yep. Uh, and next week, uh, the, the review train keeps going. Let me tell you guys, we're reviewing a movie until July, until uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, so next week... Wait, what? Spider-Man Far From Home? That's the one. I love 2017. Um, eight years later. <laughs> um, so next, oh, wow, yeah. Next week... Renew your vows. Oh, oh my God. Oh. So next week, uh, we are doing... Two, uh, depending on how we're going to do it, we're going to do Brightburn, we're going to do Aladdin. Uh, one may be a special, we may do them on one episode. We will let you guys we'll know what happens, out. but those are the two movies that are going to be reviewed next week. We may or may not have some guests. We may or may not have some Heck guests. Heck yeah. Uh, and speaking of guests, Ken Knapsack, we have solidified him as a, uh, 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 we have solidified a date for him. He's going to come on and talk about why we love Star Wars, his first book uh, about Star Wars and, well, why we love it. Uh, I'm also cool. I am also trying to lock in dates for Ken Na- for uh, or said that name for Whoop. Mike Matola. Trying to get him back and Jen, uh, the key thief. Heck yeah, Lundstrom. So uh, we're gonna try to get so, so trying to get some people on. I like friends. Uh, gonna be great. Gonna friends be great. are nice. Um, as you all know, we are a Funko affiliate. Uh, click the link in the description for uh, uh and you know at checkout use promo code shop ten for ten percent off your purchase. Hell yeah. Um, we are a member of Pave Media. Go to pavemedia.net for so many cool podcasts such as Big to Differ, 
Batman versus the world. I can name them all. No, I can't. Could you? Um, probably not. Oh, probably <laughs> actually if I tried. Let's get contextual. Oh, you didn't challenge me to do it. Never I mind. didn't know it was an actual <laughs> challenge. <laughs> uh, Patreon. Check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, TeePublic. Uh, com slash user slash Fake Nerd Pod. Uh, watch our Instagrams for sales. I try to post whenever those sales go up. We do not control it. That's on TeePublic. Uh, I personally bought a ton of our merchandise thanks to these sales. A lot of stuff. Heck yeah. Um, so sh- so cool stuff up there. Specifically, uh, right now, just the logos from Mike Matola. But we are working on other things. Um, and thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we, there is no show without you guys. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci, who does our uh, theme music and intro stuffs. Uh, you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Real quickly about Severn Proctologist. It is not online anymore. <gasps> uh, but we are getting it back up there. Oh. Uh, we are going to help him out with that. We are getting it back up. Uh, lickety split. So we'll let you know when that's back. I need my Procto. Uh, and hopefully that'll help him make more episodes as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Jeremy was one of the people I saw when I went back to Monterey. We had some discussions. So. Cool, very cool. I love um, you, thank you to Mike, Mike Matola for our logo, as always. Uh, you can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm, I'm at... Nope. You can also find us at FickNerGuys at gmail.com. Email us. Uh, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks, where are you? Sparks Witty on Instagram, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan. I'm at the Baba Yaga. Ryan. I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. That'd be a pretty good handle, though. Yeah. Someone, I'm, someone's I'm got I'm it. the Baba Yaga. Someone's got yeah. it. Subscribe Hi, to us. I'm Ben Magnet. I'm at Ben Magnet 27 everywhere. <laughs> well, <I'll> <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. Parabellum. <laughs> <laughs>